Welcome to Fly Cool Shit, the show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey pilot, you're cleared to enter the box. Smoke on. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. And by now you've heard that super sexy intro by our resident intro maker. Porn star. Porn star and OnlyFans account. Yeah. yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, Petro? I say guys. <laughs> Dude. I, I'm, it's like the audience. I'm saying what's up to the audience, but mostly I'm saying what's up to you. Dude, I am so happy you talked me into getting a Peloton. I am just... So I just did my first ride. It I'm super excited to talk about it. So first, I want to get out of the way. You guys heard the new intro made by Jeff's wife, and it's freaking awesome. Oh, it's incredible. And that's the only time I've heard a talk like that. It's amazing we have two kids. I'm, uh, if, dude, if she talked more, you'd have like nine kids. I don't know. I'm a little suspicious at this point. Um, oh, actually, here's, here's our uh, intro bringing me a fresh drink. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, oh my so gosh, awesome. she brought it to me. Oh, dude, she brought it to me in the MX swag box that I got. I got an MX. I bid on that thing from eBay. I love how you're I did pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, MX. Sent Would you this. leave? MX sent me this after I <laughs> Yes, they don't know that. People don't know that. They do now. Anyway. Oh, Fuck this. this is why I hate this is makes me hate MX more. <laughs> I, I just hope the ice cubes don't fall out. No, um, I, I um they had that eBay auction and I bid on it and I expected to like keep having to bid on it, but nobody <laughs> nobody else bid. So I got a ton of shit and you know I was a little afraid it was gonna be like you ever see those memes that it was like when you order something on Wish and it looks like incredible, then when you get it, it's like just shot. Yeah, so it's I like expected what to you get like for and then like what's on wish or like, but you got it on wish and it's just like, yeah, totally dog shit. Exactly. So I expected to get like, I don't know, like a pen and an umbrella and that was it. But they freaking like, they hooked me up. I mean, oh, I, they sent you every piece I didn't of really swag they had. It was like, I think I, my was the highest bidder. I was 70 bucks. So I got and shout out to MX. They, I'm telling you freaking merchandise. They are on top. They are number one in merchandise right now. Um, Isn't that unfair? I like I do want to talk about the difference in merch between companies, but yeah, tell us what you got. Terrible, terrible. And extra is going to get a fucking smackdown tonight because I'm going to send them a nasty not, email. Yeah, it's going to get a stern talking to. Yeah, yeah. So what'd you get? What'd you get in this uh, the swag bag? Perfect. So I opened it up and it came in a small box. I'm like, oh, here we go. So I opened it up, but it had weight to it. And first thing I saw was the umbrella, which, you know, everybody could use an umbrella. Nice yeah. little umbrella. Yeah. Then there was two cardboard boxes. One of them has a slick water bottle that I'm drinking from right now. And the other was like a um, a thermos. Really nice. All got MX branding on it. Really cool job. Then I got two bottle opener keychains. I got two MX keychains, like branding keychains, I guess. Then I got two USB flash drives that are in the shape of an airplane. Really cool. Which one of our friends took it. So I sent just if, if Micho was listening or anybody who thinks that I was a part of, I was not, I literally sent a picture cause 
massage is a freaking nerd and knows about computers. <laughs> so I was like, I texted him a picture showing, I took the, the front piece off because to show him that it was a USB drive. And I'm like, Hey, how much like data can I, I don't know about how much data can I save on this? Cause I was just going to use these two USB flash drives for all like um, my future GoPro stuff. Cause I'm like, after talking to you, I'm like really into like using my GoPro and I haven't, you know, it's been cold here. I haven't had a chance to, but I figured I'd just save all my footage to that. I can't miss it. And then he took that picture and just freaking went full send on me, Joe. And I, fucking, <laughs> I I'm going to say it was a little far. I, I was going to say it's a little, little, you know, he was teetering. He was tiptoeing the edge right there. Wouldn't you say? I'm conflicted. I am I'm, too, I'm but like first at face value, it's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. And I knew exactly. I, I, Micho, love you. I knew that was the response. Yeah, that, that's what that I mean. I, I knew exactly. It's just like, you know, it's like when you're like, you're driving down a one way street and, and like, I don't know, it's just like, you just know what's at the other end and, and you see what's at the other end and, and you're not surprised. That is literally yeah. the chain of events that happened during that, with that meme. And it sucks um, because like my, my kitchen tables in the background. So I had, I sent you the picture. <laughs> Dude, I sent you the picture of like everything. I remember I put it all together yeah, nice yeah, yeah. and I was going to put it. I was lit. I swear of my kids. I was going to put a post out being like, shout out to MX. They really came through. You know, I'm not even done telling you. They sent me like clear glass coasters. Um, What else did I get? I got a hat. Did you, really did cool. Did you get a Blackberry, hat. a Blackberry holster? Blackberry like a holster. Pager case. Leather case. Yeah. With the uh, clear vinyl. And then the bag. In all honesty, you should still post that. It is cool. It is cool. You, I mean, no, you obviously gonna... bought it and um, it's for a good cause. Like at the end of the day, like I have some person, I, I have some, I have thoughts on that auction that are not favorable, but at the end of the day, Why? wait, what's, it's just an auction. I mean, so I thought it was really lackluster, to be honest with you. Um, I oh, think in an the items? Effort, yeah. Yeah, I, I think in an effort to raise money for the IAC, like, and I'm not saying, like, anybody who, to anybody who donated items for that and, and to the people that worked really hard, I, like, my, my wife has, has run auctions before. I know how hard they are. So I, I know it's not easy, and I know everybody works really hard. Um, but yeah. it's like, it, you know... I think well, what was weird is like, so like, here's my thing. Like they, they had an IAC membership, excuse me, hold up. And the cost of the, the membership was the starting bid. So who the hell is going to bid on it? Right. You know, like right. it's free, it's free money for the IAC at that point, just set it at like 200 bucks. And like that would have got, so I would have been a bidder at that, but like at that, at whatever price, I wonder who won the Jim Burke virtual uh, critique video. That's a good question. I was, I was, and, I, and you know, and I like stuff like that. And like, I think we talked a couple episodes ago, like Rob Holland, Rob Holland signed sequence card, like stuff like that. I really like that. Cause that's, it's, it's, it's members of the IAC giving back and, and yeah. using that for good. Um, mm -hmm. but like, you know, things like, you know, like the verb, the Garmin verb camera, like, okay, it's not a bad camera, but it's like the starting bit was like 450 bucks. And I, I get it. Like, you know, maybe somebody who's spending that is not buying the camera. They're just wanting to give, you know, a donation to the IAC, right? You know, it's like somebody buying yeah. a camera for a thousand bucks. They don't, they don't need a camera, but you know, it would have been nice to just, I don't know. I just would have wanted to see different things. 
in the auction. Yeah. And, and more things, obviously, but you know, like uh, a helmet, maybe like a fucking helmet. A and helmet. then they put the lift shoes. They put the lift shoes at retail value. It's like I'll just go pick out exactly what I want then. And that's that that's kind of like I hate to be a dick about it, but that's that was kind of where no, my mind went. I'm like, dick. you're charging retail for the Garmin Verb camera and some of these other things. Like, people can get updated things for cheaper, or can go pick out exactly what they want. Like the shoes are a perfect example. Um, that being said, you know, super nice of Lyft to donate a pair of shoes, and it's it's great, and I hope they sold and. Um, you know, it's great, but you know, if it, I don't know, I don't know, man, like it's hard for me to talk shit because I, one, I didn't set up the auction and it's like, it's so easy to talk, you know, to armchair quarterback, something like this one. I didn't lift a finger to help. Yeah. Um, you know, what would have been a cool idea is do like a live auction. So like promote it like a motherfucker for like two months, right? Do it on a Friday night at we got to figure east coast west coast time so starting at like eight starting at eight um p.m eastern time right mm-hmm. then it gives and then ended at 12 a.m eastern time and then that gives you guys on the west coast some time to be involved and just promote it and get like all these people to like and just be like you know if you if you join in any office and if you're at the whole time you get five dollars off your iac membership some bullshit right and just start like have a host there, have some people there like Jim Burke could host it or you get some funny dude or <laughs> fly cool shit can host it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, um, dude. and people just do live bidding and we could just call out people. I mean, that's what you need, you need to like rasp people up and get them to bid on shit. That's how a lot of you know stuff happens at contests when they're doing like auctions and stuff. You'll get like one or two guys that are just like, come on, like start, you know, reach into your pocket and start start putting money up. And you got to like you call know, people out. That's a good point too. like. That's one thing that it it didn't feel it didn't feel engaging at all. Like, yeah. well, that's you why had maybe I tried like a to, couple posts worked. from Jim. Yeah, did no, you, you see what I, I did on Jim's with like yeah. Goulian and Chapman. That was yeah. fucking epic. There's mm-hmm. got to be more of that, and that's why like um, our previous uh, definitely the um, shout out to Chapman. That was by far. I mean, we haven't had Goulian on yet, but that was by far our best episode. I really enjoyed that. I th- I thought about that episode. Um, I'm still thinking about that episode. Honestly, more, not. I mean, it was obviously it was very casual. Um, it was f- super fun hearing his take on a lot of things. Um, yeah, you know, and but I, and I feel I think, like you got to know the real Matt Chapman. Yes. Like a lot of these era show guys are just they're in they're in uh not character. What do you call that? They're just no, but it know, is they have a little to be professional. Bit. Sure, yeah. and it is a character. But, like it's a show. It you know you're. I wouldn't say they're they're not actors, but because what they're doing is real. But at the same time, there is a, a little bit of this this showmanship of, of putting it, you know, I'm using air quotes here, putting it on, right? Putting the face on, you know, it's like, yeah, does, does Mike Gullian, the, the, dude, he could easily walk off camera and be like, these fucking pieces of shit, you know, I fucking hate yeah. this shit. And you'd never which, know it, which he's, he's the nicest guy and he's the best showman. It's why he's Mike Gullian. But like, absolutely. These people, you know, they're human, you know, and we don't see yeah. them as human. We see them as larger in life. And and obviously, like, I mean, Matt Chapman was one of my heroes. I, I know he was one of yours. Like, he's he's yeah. a freaking icon. And so, like, just getting to talk to him was super surreal. But then getting to hear him, you know, post-retirement where he doesn't have he doesn't have sponsors. And I get it. Trust me. I, I'm not dogging anybody. I'm not dogging Ghoulian or anybody that has to do this. Um, but, you know, that doesn't have to appease sponsors, doesn't have to watch what they say, um, doesn't have to kind of worry about any kind of repercussions, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, I but I feel like I, really I gotta be honest. Episode. 
I loved Matt Chapman since I was a kid, you know, and um, after that, like me finding out who he really is, like as a person and how he like, you know, basically he really has an incredible passion for flying. Yes. Um, You know, I like him so much more now that I really know the real him. And that's why, like, a lot of these guys that, you know, we're getting we're going to get on. um, It's going to be a lot of fun. And and it's really it's up to them what they want to do. I mean, it can't hurt them. It's not going to hurt them to stay in character, you know, air quote, whatever. But, you know, maybe it's a slight roll of the dice, I would say. But, you know, I know a bunch of these guys and they're fucking really cool. And if they let it hang out, I think that it would just totally increase their fan base i mean obviously yeah if they were like you know i fucking hate the fans i hate this air show. like you're not gonna say that i get it no but no but you like know, if you're just you know, real but let, let's but let's be real you know like uh, like i listen to a lot of comedy podcasts i'm a, I, i'm not a comedian i don't i'm not i don't practice amateur comedy or anything like that but i'm a huge fan of comedy as like a craft and an art and 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 whatnot right so like stand-up comedy and all that shit so I listen to a lot of these podcasts where they, they talk about the grind, you know, and they talk about how daunting a lot of this stuff is like crowd work and you know, doing signings and things like that after shows. And it's, you know, it you, these these performers don't have to say, you know, fuck the fans, but it's like it would be, you know, when they're like, oh, I, I would I do it for the fans. No, you don't. Nobody does yeah. it for the fans like you. Maybe, maybe the first two weeks you do, but then it's yeah. like it's a job. It's a it's a job and you want to get paid and you're making a living and you want you obviously it's a passion um, but like, you know, I remember this is a great example. Like before I became a professional pilot, I, I was like, I, I just want to fly. I don't care how much I get paid. And then, you know, you start getting your ratings. Like I got my commercial, my commercial multi and, you know, I started getting flying jobs and stuff. And I was like, how stupid was I like to not value myself? Right. So like there's that transition of like, obviously it's a passion that you love. And a lot of people like, for you know, for us, like we've loved it since we were kids, right? Maybe we were born into it. Or just got that spark and then there's like that transition period where you go from where it's just a pure love to like making it a career and making it, um, you know, something where you got to make a living on. And so it's it, it does it does jade a lot of those areas like, yeah, obviously, like fan, you, you wouldn't be able to do it without a fan base. But at the same time, you know, yeah. you can be honest about like, hey, dude, there's nothing worse than flying, you know, on flying the Sunday show, you know maybe for the second time, depending on the the type of performance you do. And it's like, you're tired. You got a cross country flight the next morning. You know, you're flying from Salinas, California to freaking Houston, Texas or Florida or something like that yeah, for the next show. Weather. And it's like, yeah. You know, it's like you're, you're exhausted. It's six months into the air show season. And then like, you know, you got to put it on for two hours to sign autographs and, and to, to smile. And th- that's daunting. That's super daunting, you know? Yeah. It's a lot. So I think if we can, get if we can at least get i think the the great thing about fly cool shit so obviously matt chapman let it all hang out and i don't think he said anything even remotely outlandish obviously the ghoulian stuff was was Nothing, tongue-in-cheek yeah, that was just you know rising, um, yeah. they did have a real rivalry rivalry and and obviously you know matt was forthcoming about how he didn't like him in the beginning but obviously they're like very close now like there's yeah that was all you, you know kind of in fun you but tell like they're great yeah friends. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they don't have to be best friends, but, you know, you can tell at the very least, Matt Chapman highly respects Michael Goulian. And I know that 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 respect is mutual. Um, and that was the best, too, because like I was talking about that a few episodes ago at contests where everybody is like fake nice to each other. And he was like and I brought it up to him and I'm like, I just I don't like it. and I don't get it. Like, 
you know, this fake nice. He goes, and I asked him about being at, a, I forget how we talked about it, but he was like, hell no, I don't, everybody wants to beat everybody. Like nobody, like nobody likes any, like not to say like, you know, you don't want to hang out and have a beer after whatever, after the known or whatever, but like, you know, he's a, he seems like he was a real diehard competitor and, yeah. you know, obviously not one to want to go up against cause he was fucking amazing. But you know, um, I just really liked his honesty and, and, um, and that's, I really firmly believe 90% of the top pilots, that's how they feel like they're not mm-hmm. going to nationals to go see, like, I'm not going to nationals to go hang out with somebody who, yeah, I'm friends with, but like, I don't text every day or every week or whatever. I'm not going to, to fucking hang out and have a beer at the bar. I'm, I'm going to beat you. Not, Dude, I'm not you going could, to be, I'm going to like to compete against you. That's uh, it's what you it could is. fly anywhere. You could fly anywhere around the world that you want first class with your family and live a absolutely lavish vacation for a month and still not crest the surface of how much it costs just to ship your airplane there and back. So yeah. this idea of like going there to hang out and be buddies and, and be friends and, and political oh, you know correctness. I, I, yeah, I go there to compete, but I really go there for the brotherhood. Fuck off. Like fuck that. Who, yeah, fuck who, that, man. I, the, yeah, no, that's like, that's like me. Like, yeah, you know, I fly the Airbus, like I get paid, but you know, I, I would do it if I didn't get paid, bitch. If I'm not getting paid, I'm sitting home. You're not, you're not catching me flying that Airbus for free. You're not catching, you know what I mean? Um, I, and I, I think yeah, I've told you, like, a- I struggle with, with that, with that gap flying my extra, uh, cause I so badly just want to land and leave. Like I'm, I'm so used to that where I have to, to kind of fight <laughs> that. But like, um, you know, for these, these, these people that are professionals, like uh, let's get real, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, I get, I, the, yeah. fer- I get the fairy pilot. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, that was a fun episode. That was really fun. It was fun to talk to Matt. And it's just like, if this podcast does nothing else, it has been really cool to be able to talk to some idols and, and people that yeah. we look up to. It's, it's a lot of and fun. You know, what's good about Chapman is he kind of set the stage for people coming on. Like, you know, he, he set the bar high. I'm not going to lie. And if anybody's yeah. listening, that's yes, coming did. on the show that we spoke to you already that you are coming on. It's not to intimidate you. It's just like, it works. Or- you or know, people that it's, refuse it's to come show. on because they don't they they care so much about their image that they're worried about this show damaging their image. <laughs> yeah. There are people names. out there. Yeah, there are. And we will there say, are people. fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. How does that go? <laughs> I think it's I think it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm such a moron, well, dude. I'm just exa- dude. I'm exhausted. I'm fucking exhausted. I, okay, I'm so, we gotta so go back we gotta to this talk Peloton. about this. Yeah, I don't. You're so edd. This is so fucked up. No, this is awesome. This is this is this is it. This is the show. People are gonna tune out for the Peloton talk, but um, I've fine. been a Peloton user for. Uh, I've had my Peloton. Well, I've had two Pelotons. I I bought one February last year. Literally, I just got the email. It was like happy anniversary. I'm like, oh shit, it's been a year. People um, probably hate you right now because they're like, this guy owns a fucking midwing, just fucking buying Pelotons left and right. Dude, Here just <laughs> slinging Pelotons left and right. Slinging Peloton um, guru. But yeah, I, I sold my my first Peloton and then missed it and bought another one, which is a longer story than I'm giving it. Um, I thought I was going to be like, you know, like I get the Peloton and I'm like, you know, I want to ride outside. So like I start getting these race bikes and start getting hardcore. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sell my Peloton. I'm going to get a, like a really legit indoor trainer and put my bike mm-hmm. on that and really start competing. And I was like, this is I did it. And I'm like, you know what? I hate it. 
what am I doing? You know, I'm like 38. Yeah, I just want to be 39. I just want to. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up selling that and then I bought another Peloton. But you bought a Peloton and you did your first ride tonight. Did my first ride. It was the first time I did a um a ride. We're definitely going to lose listeners. Um, <laughs> With uh, the shoes that click in. It took me like 15 minutes to figure out how to click in. And then. So funny. Dude, I did the ride and I was I actually liked doing a spin. And um, I'm not going to get too into it, but it was cool. They, you know, it's an instructor and he's funny and yada, yada, yada. And it tells you what level and bullshit, bullshit. But then I couldn't figure out how to get out of the bike. And my wife is upstairs, but I get no service in the basement. So I'm fucking stuck on this bike and I, I'm trying to text her, but it's like not delivered, everything like that. And I'm just just stuck to the point where I'm like, I might just have to take my foot out and leave the shoes on the pedal. <laughs> um but yeah straight got out um you have to like twist your foot or some shit and yeah, um yeah yeah i got out i was dripping like you did like 300 calories in 20 minutes i don't know that's awesome and yeah it was really cool i really liked it i gotta get in shape i get it. we talked about that seating position like however yeah. many episodes ago and my belly getting in the way so i gotta get rid of that like that layer of insulation it's blocking I- my six pack <laughs> I tell you what, man, like I, I didn't, I, you know, I'd work out here and there, but like I said, about a year, a, a, li- a little over a year ago, like a, honestly, like a year and a week to the day, um, when I got that Peloton, I really started like kind of, you know, regularly working out. And there was a point, there was a several month period where I hopped on that thing seven days a week. Um, oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I loved it and I still love it. Um, I, I try to ride outside as much as I can, but you know, like, um, it's so nice to just like walk down the stairs and just hop on the Peloton and, and, uh, bust out 30 minutes, you know? Um, I would love to ride outside, but oh, it's fucking ice. I, are you in Texas in or are you in New York? <laughs> are you I don't even in know. Long it's, Island? it's so shitty here. I don't even know what's going on in Texas. All I know is that like, they're apparently getting some type of emergency something. I just saw that come across the news. Ice like, age. Like, Texas just got What's the ice going age. On? What is it? Just like 20 degrees over there or some shit? Dude, so it's so funny. So um Brit just tried to, to bring her uh shout out to Brit. She just started try uh oh, tried yeah. to bring her uh, she was over there. <laughs> yeah, she she got her she picked up the MX2 in Florida and made it as far as like bumfuck Mississippi, like some shithole in Mississippi. Like like <laughs> I say that I say that like all of Mississippi is in a shithole. Uh <laughs> shout out to our Mississippi listeners. But Hey guys, um, <laughs> I don't even know where they went. Like they, some like fuckhole airport in Mississippi, and waited it out for like four days. And I was like, "Oh, when are you gonna, you know, when are you gonna make it out?" She's like, "I don't know. The temperature's dropping. Like it's freezing rain now, but like the temperature's gonna drop, and it's just like not gonna be better." And I look at the seventy forecast. I was like, "Snow? Like what the f- fucking snow in Mississippi?" Um, yeah, it's hotter it turns in New York the, than it is there. Literally, like it turns out, like, um, dude, like. Texas, Mississippi, um, Oklahoma, and got, I mean, I guess maybe parts of Louisiana, like just getting, dude, hammered with snow and, and freezing temperatures. Like my buddy in Austin's been without power for like two days. Pipes are <laughs> bursting shit. and all kinds of, yeah, like crazy shit, dude. Oh my God. We're supposed to get eight inches tomorrow. Really? But that's yeah. like not a big deal here. That sounds Can you imagine so if crazy. you got eight inches by you? You'd be like, would you be batting down the hatches? you know, ready to like get like your Flint starter in case you got to make a fire somewhere. Real talk. <laughs> if I, if there was a, a blizzard that was talking about eight inches of snow where I'm at, I probably, I'd probably leave. 
I'd probably, I don't even know where I'd go. South. I don't know. I like, honestly, uh, that come would to be New York. We're ready. <laughs> you probably right? come to New York. <laughs> you guys can do that shit all the time. We bought a oh generator, um, a year or two ago. Cause they were talking about like some huge storm that was going to bring big flooding and, and big power outages and stuff like that. So we have a generator and we have some survival stuff like that. But, um, luckily I don't have to go anywhere yeah. right now, but if I had to worry about shoveling my car, there's just no way. Like there's like, I just, I'm no, sorry. I, I, huh? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was interrupting. No, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's like no way to plow the streets. Like we don't have, we don't have plows. Yeah, you don't have snow shovels over there. No, no. I almost hope it does do that to you because of all the great weather you've had. And just, I just want you to suffer for like a week. <laughs> I wore shorts today. <laughs> it was like 66 degrees. It was done. beautiful. I'm going to post a fake MX thing on your account and just have me Joe kill you. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I feel like this, I it's an incredible war going on and I love every second of it, but. It's like <laughs> every time you post something, it's like, holy shit, this guy's going to lose his shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he did. Um, and I don't get I don't get I got to be honest um, with MX, um, which I've already said that, like, I actually like the airplane. I think it's a great airplane. Me, too. Um, I'll go on record. You can quote me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. But if it's a different airplane, why do they keep the same name of the manufacturer? Like, because the prior to this new ownership, like supposedly it's a different airplane, right? It's it's different owners and they're mm-hmm. doing different type of building to it. So and why the MXS keep- and the MX two are different? Like they're different. They've right. they've made a lot of changes. Yeah. So why would you keep that stigma of what happened at Nigel and and the Rory thing? Like why wouldn't you just name it like? You know, like, I don't know, just something, anything but MX. It's a good question. You know, I never really thought of that until we were, we were kind of all chatting and talking about some prior accidents involving MX. Um, I think, you know what the coolest, yeah, you know what the coolest name would, I think manufacturers out there, I think Extreme Air is one of the cooler names. I love that name. They're not in business anymore. I think that's one of the most badass names for an airplane, to be honest. And, you know, I'm not mad at, like, the MX name, but, like, the model names, it, at the very least, if they're reincarnations or, or they're, they're new, you know, generationally, yeah. they're new airplanes, which they are, uh, why not change the names? I would have. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? There's so many things that I'm sure that we don't know about. And, and yeah. you know, maybe Micho will come on the show and educate us. But I'd honestly love to have um, him on. I think it's too, like, too, you I, know, we talk about how, like, there's aircraft manufacturers and like how MX is probably not categorized as a manufacturer, right? Like it's a boutique builder of, you know, th- this sounds like I'm making fun of it. I'm not, but like, like they're a, uh, um, a factory built kit plane, right? I mean, that's, yeah. It's um, almost I, like, um, you know, like it's almost like Ferrari versus like some of these like Koenigsegg really or nice kick, kick, well, uh, yeah, yeah, beginning something like that. Or I, mean, I was thinking, like, you know, this one company, Factory Five, makes a really cool car. It's called the GTM. They just came out with a new one, but it's like a, it's a supercar, well, quote unquote supercar. Um, but it's, you know, it's custom, and you can put whatever motor you want in it, and supposedly it performs really well. Um, you know, or rivals, you know, some of the European cars. Um, but it's like a custom shop, 
you know, they're not, yeah, they're manufacturing, but you know, right. they're just putting out custom products that are badass. Um, yeah. Whereas extra, that's why extras are, are really doing well right now because I can just go hop in any extra and it's going to fly. Pr- not, I wouldn't say pretty close, but it's, it's not going to take me, you know, 20 hours to adjust to the airplane. It'll take me like three or four hours, hopefully. Yeah. So, or however many flights to, to dial into it a little bit. Whereas like, I don't know. I mean, I, maybe you can jump from, there's not enough MXs around MXSs to be able to do that. I mean, I'm sure Rob can do it, but Rob's kind of like a freak of nature, but the yeah. average, you know, advanced unlimited guy, average, whatever you want to call it. Um, can he jump from Rob's MX to, you know, a European, somebody in Europe who's getting one to that MXS? Like what's, how different are they going to be? That's going to be the real deal breaker. You know, and I, as far see that's I have so I have like two different lanes of thought right and and one of them is like why that is good and why that is bad why I think that's good that MX has some so much variance is like it, you can really you really have the freedom to like custom tailor an airplane to the buyer in the individual buyer make modifications as you go like you don't you're not uh you don't have the constraints of of certification at least in, in the united states they're going to face that in the uk right i guess um but yeah uh so it's kind of cool in that regard where where and you know i i mean i say cool it, it's cool that that they can really roll with the punches if a new resin comes out if a new layup technique comes out if uh some you know uh unidirectional carbon fiber becomes more popular in some aspects or some other composite or whatever it may be, they can literally just do it. Um, that also has unintended consequences, which MX has had a history of, of, of issues. Um, but where that's really bad is, is it just like you say that inconsistency, like, um, and at Rob's level, like could Rob now, whether he has the confidence in the airplane because he doesn't know the airplane's history or doesn't know the air hasn't flown it a lot. Um, whether he can hop in and do an air show routine um, I think he could probably hop in any MX and pull off his air show routine. Now he would have to have the utmost confidence in that airplane. And that's different than, than the capability, right. Or like feel, um, well, he's done it. He's done, he's it. done it. Right. No. Yeah. And he, yeah. he leased his old, uh, MX two um, and did an entire season. Um, yeah. And he flew the green one. He's just, a yeah. Freak. And he, he flew the green one. And freak. He, yeah. I, I mean, I think he, he's, he's, he's phenomenal, but I, I also wonder at, worlds that level you know you're you you don't have the home field advantage location wise you also don't have the home field advantage of your own airplane like if he's going to borrow an mxs it's a borrowed airplane on uh unfamiliar territory or at least you know not as familiar as home home turf right yeah but i think rob is he's really you can't judge him because he did when he went to worlds he had like two like some stupid amount of small hours. Like he got his airplane in the U S did like the test flying on it or whatever, and then shipped it right over. And then he had like a week to, to acclimate himself and he pulled off what he did. I mean, that's, that is insane. Amazing. You know, that's not talked about enough. (laughs) That is insane. I forgot about that. that He's won, dude. The fact that he won the Mueller trophy and Mm -hmm. nobody is like, basically like when he walks by just getting on their knees, like an Ace Ventura, What's that called? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, that to me is like godlike to get that. Tro- like if I got that trophy, if I won the Eric Mueller trophy, um, I, I was that retirement time where maybe, I mean, like you might pull, you might do a Chapman where it's like, dude, how much better could you get? I mean, obviously you win the overall, yeah. but the Mueller trophy, if anybody you know, knows anything, about anything, I mean, you could teach a monkey to fry, fly, to fry, to fly the, uh, the free known. I mean, the, the, to win all three unknowns, though, I mean that's yeah, no, that that is yeah, no, it's true, and and yeah. um, it doesn't ring any more true than like when I go fly, you know, and and obviously like not different different universes in terms of ability, but like my my ability to like disseminate what's going on in the airplane is just it's a different. He's a he's a freak. He's a freak. He's a freak. Um, and I, I, I appreciate that level of ability in him and others that do that kind of stuff. When I, when I have a bad day in the airplane, you know, like we're like, things are just aren't clicking, you know, like we all have that, but like, you know, our, or like I'll speak for myself, my quote unquote, not have that is, is different than his not have that. Like oh, there's yeah. just not a, he, he can't not have it. Right. And he obviously always has it on some level like he, he can just yeah. always pull it off uh, whether it's his best flying like day or continue with, best, i don't know yeah i wonder if he's going to continue with i love to see him get into like different types of flying just because i don't want to compete against him but aside from that um <laughs> it'd be cool to see how he did with like warbirds or something like that he, i mean i know he loves flying the mxs but it'd be cool to see him do like an airshow routine and like you know, Corsair or something like that, you know, because he'd probably do something fucking just that's never been done before. I wonder what he'll do. Like, like, I wonder what comes after Worlds and the MXS as far as like, you know, high level competition. Like, I, I really I wonder what he's like the Tom Brady of of our sport. Like, he's just going to like Tom Brady is going to be 70 years old going to the Super Bowl against whatever freaking team. And everybody's like, he's never going to win it. He's not going to. And he's going to keep winning. You know, and yeah. that's going to that's going to be Rob. Like, it's going to be 2040. I'm going to be trying to win nationals my whole life. And Rob's going to get there and he's probably going to have like one eye working, no hearing, you know, <laughs> fucking just a bad hip. And he's just going to whoop all around. And just fucking whoop everybody's <laughs> monkey ass up and down the flight line. Yeah. Fall yeah. asleep mid figure. Wake up. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, he's really like, I mean, he's like, I mean, I ran through I ran through this when I interviewed him way back. It's like he's really done everything. Yeah, he's really done everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, like I, I, I do think about that sometimes. I'm like, you know, what is Did you life? see that picture he posted? Which one with the the model airplane in his trophy room? Yes. <laughs> I was like, dude. So ridiculous, like. Why do you got to show people that? That's just on another level of <laughs> unattainability. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you build a house out of everything. <laughs> do you think he'll like, so my guess is like, it, I don't know that it will see him in like a warbird routine, but my guess is that he will be, he will be the, a full-time coach. That's obvious, right? He'll have to yeah, retire. So. From, he'll be a full-time coach. I just like to see him do something else. Um, and I mean that in a good way. Like I still want to see him fly. Sure. you know what he's doing but like i love because it's just cool i wonder what he to wants see. to do i think he wants to do aerobatics i think he loves 
flying acro. In the, I want to uh, see him MXS. doing like a, a, a like a young man or a young meister. You know, like something old school. It'd be so fun. Or maybe just like a. I'll be honest. It'd be nice to just because Chapman was talking about how he uh, let him fly his LX and he just tooled around in the LX and you know made it do some really cool stuff. I but does it frustrate you like? Um, it, I mean, it only frustrates me. It frustrates me like in a flattering way. Like I get that like, man, to be that fucking good, you know, like thought in my head. We're like, yeah. it, I'm not like legitimately frustrated because like I'm not. We're not in the same. We're not in the same race, right? Um, like, do you ever think like it's just like how fucking how he could just you know do whatever in any yeah. airplane like the, like the IQ. His his bag of tricks. I think it'd be frustrating if he was like if he just got into the sport a couple of years ago. But like he has just put his oh, days yeah. in and he worked so hard. Where it's just yeah. like, yeah, of course the guy's getting incredible. Guy lives, eats, and sleeps, you know, flying. I mean, he's that good. And I think he's he's just that good. And yeah. there's a couple people out there that are just, you know, just incredible pilot. I think Jeff Bourbon's another guy who's just that good like just yeah can fly anything and fly well um and it's I weird to have people like that back. i think we yeah i think we talked about that i mean we've talked about him a bunch but like how yeah. it's 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 not cool that he's that talented and can just you know at literally at the flick of a switch be like hey i'm gonna i'm just gonna walk in and probably win nationals or i won't yeah who cares it's it's wild i, to I me. won't embarrass myself yeah it's it's pretty wild it's pretty wild have you got have you um have you been able to fly at all i haven't flown in three months you haven't flown in three three months months. no it hasn't been fucking freezing i swear it might even be four i gotta be honest what is march wow i flew last i flew was like early or late october no late october early november really i don't know i can look dude it's freezing man yeah there do you do anything nice, to like, your airplane to like, like, do you pickle the engine or do any, like anything to, to kind of winter preserve it? Um, yeah. Or like I'll it fill he- it all heated hanger? Oil. It's heated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know it's, I don't, you should, probably should pickle for four months, but it's heated, it's enclosed and there's not a lot of moisture in the air. So, oh yeah. Um, and I use the, uh, what's that cam guard crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what yeah, oil do you use? Do you do you use, uh, W100? Yeah, well, you I must use, use a multi out there. No? Well, I use okay. 100 plus, and then, like, yeah. at the end yeah. of Nationals, if it gets cold, I'll switch to, like, uh, I think it's 2050 or something like that, Phillips. Yeah, stuff. Phillips. But, yeah, it's just so cold, and I'm so fat that I can't fit with layers. <laughs> we talked about this. We, we've, we've spoken about my fatness. We don't have to bring it up again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man. It's uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be nice next week. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna, I got the preheater installed, so I'm going to. Uh, oh, did you, did you get one installed? What'd you put in? I put in the oh, what the hell is it called? I don't want to give them a shout out because I had to pay for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like a, it's not a Tannis. It's the other one. It's like the ghetto version. Um, is, is it the the one that goes? Uh, it's not the it's not the dipstick one. It's the uh, the mat, right? Like, yeah, it like, goes on the like, uh, the pan. The pan, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of sponsors, so I, I called up, I didn't call, I emailed Bonehead uh-huh. because I have a, I have a Bonehead helmet and the uh, Bonehead Aries, which is different than the Pilot X. 
Um, it's got a different visor because it, I took it apart. I, it had this like funky brim thing that I thought would work, but it just doesn't work. So I took that apart and left the visor. The only thing is that like I can't put an Aquila optics visor on it because it's not the same shape and yada, yada, yada. You can look for yourself. But so I called them up and I'm like, hey, do you guys make one of these visors like Aquila or whatever? And they're like, oh, we actually are just coming out with one. It's 95 bucks. They have one color. It's really cool looking. It's uh silver. Like, why would you, I send it to you? How would you describe yeah, it? Like a reflective. It's, yeah. Uh, really cool stuff. Mirror. Yeah. Mirror type. So apparently you're, you're known as like a lift boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so oh boy. I, e- I email them and they, this, this girl, Naomi, who's like total sweetheart. Hi, she Naomi. Yeah. She's no, like, she, she was great. She's yeah, great. Really responsive. And Honestly, the customer service at Bonehead is incredible. I know we have a couple listeners that bought some shit from them because of yeah. us, but that's besides the point. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, hey, and I feel so weird asking. Like, I don't like asking for shit, but I'm like, you know what? We have a show. We, have, we let's try to like do it right and like maybe promote some products. And like, why should I have to pay for the products to promote it? Sure. Like, throw the product. I don't. I don't know how to. This is my first time doing. It. I don't know how this stuff works. I mean, sure. You probably should have sent the email because I probably worded it wrong. I was I was probably like, "Hey, give me give me give some me visors shit, bro. and give me some visors and I'll talk about your shit." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god, I probably sounded like that too. Um, so yeah, so I emailed her and she's like, "Well, isn't Mark with like Lyft and doesn't he?" And I'm like, "Well, he well he had a bonehead at one point and he's never really talking shit about it. Um, so I think he likes your product." Um, yeah. But I'm like, but I have a bonehead and, you know, we have this show and I sent her a screenshot that we're the number 13 podcast in the country, which is fucking incredible. And um, she got back to me with like a counter, I guess, because I'm like, oh, I have an Aries. I said, send it to me. I'm like, we'll talk about it. Like, we'll we'll let people know about it, which I thought was a fair deal that the thing retailed for ninety five dollars. So like how much is it? It's probably what does it cost in them? Forty five bucks at most. Forty bucks. If that, dude, if that. I mean, so like. And then I'm like, now I feel like I'm begging. And like, it's at this point, I'm like, I don't even want to do it. And I'm almost pissed too, because like, I know we sent a couple people their way to get shit and I've always yeah. talked it up. So now I'm like a little pissed. I'm like, are you really like making me like have to ask for a $40 fucking visor at this point, which is probably third, whatever. So then she got back and, um, and by the way, they like, they always like, um, what do you call that? Retag? What do you on Instagram? Yeah, repost. Repost. Yeah. So like anytime you posted stuff or I posted stuff or other people, like, you know, like I always make sure the bone had helmets in the foreground and you could see it. And, you know, I tag them and you know, you try to do the right thing. And um, so she came back, she's like, We'll give you two of them for price of one. So is that like a good deal? Should we accept that? Well, I mean, I guess it's a good deal. I mean, like, you don't need two of the same color visor. No, I she's going to send it. you one for the Pilot X, which should fit. I guess oh, they got okay. two different types. So it yeah, should I mean, fit your lift. I use I use the HU55. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to. Um, I mean. But test it out. You, you might love it. Uh, no. How do, I, how do I, I? So I'm happy to, to test out and promote products, but I'm not going to pay for something and then promote it. That's what I mean. So like, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I'm just gonna be like, you know what? Like 
No thanks. I'll buy one because I need it. Charge me to full price. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, like, if you buy it and like it, be like, hey, like, you know, this is this is awesome. If you own an Aries, like, check it out. But like, yeah, you know, I feel like as far as you know, sponsorships or, or ambassadorships, like, you know, yeah, you can't be paying for stuff and then like. I was just shocked. I was just a little surprised because like, yeah, you know. I don't know. You know what? If our listeners are a out company there that and does a lot of advertising too, like, you know, like you wouldn't, you know, you'd never know that Bonehead had a new Aries visor because they just, they don't announce it, you know? Right. Um, so maybe it would be a good thing to do. We should test the waters here. So if anybody's listening who likes Bonehead, has a Bonehead or whatever, just email Bonehead and tell them you listen to fly cool shit and to give Jeff and Mark visors and don't charge them. <laughs> Let's flood the gates with all 15 of our listeners. We went from 10 to 15. 10 to 15. Naomi's going to email me like, Jeff, you're such an asshole. <laughs> and they're they're great. Like, Naomi's great. They Everybody are. I at, love their helmets. I just you don't know, get it, though. Like, to me, I just don't get that. I sent her a screenshot. Like, that's no joke. 13's pretty big. It's huge. It's huge. And, right? Um, you know, not And that, we already had, like, Alex Huey bought a bonehead because of us, right? Wasn't it Alex uh, Huey? He, I think he bought a, a used one. Um, but he loves it. And I, yeah, after we spoke, we did that whole helmet pot uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. And you never knocked it. No, no. And look, look for me, it wasn't the most comfortable. That's all I'll say. But I, I always preface it by saying like, that's comfort is a super subjective, um, category. You know, not everybody will like the lift happened to be more comfortable for me, which is why I really liked it when I first started testing it. Um, yeah. And then, I, you know, I built a relationship with Lyft since then, um, but I'm certainly not going to shit on anybody, uh, you know, any other helmet. And I'm certainly not only liking Lyft because, um, you know, we, you know, I don't know what I am. You know, I'm not sponsored. Uh, you know, they back in the day, they sent me an initial helmet to review. Um, it didn't have comms in it or anything. I've I've bought helmets and comms um, and shoes, you know, out of my own pocket. So like, I'm not, I'm not just getting a bunch of stuff for free. Now in the few, we are, I'm in talks with Lyft to, um, do some of that. So in the future, there may be some, um, stuff that they're going to send me, um, to do, uh, you know, to talk about. So that'd be awesome. But, um, yeah, yeah, I'm certainly not, um, I, I'm not tied to any bounds, uh, or I'm not bound to any, any kind of constraints as far as not being able to talk about another product. Like absolutely would absolutely, especially with a visor visors, you know, I, I run HGU visors on, on my helmet so I could run the pilot X helmet, uh, visor on my helmets. No problem. And I'd be happy to. So, um, Naomi, let's do this. Uh, we'd be happy to showcase and talk about the visors that you guys have coming out. She's definitely not listening to the show. She might, you never know. Um, yeah. yeah you so, know, and I, I don't know. I, like, I mean, how do you go about it? Like, what do you say? Like, let's pretend let's pick a, let's pick a brand right now. Um, sure. that's somebody we want to sponsor a show. Let's, uh, can't pick like Bose cause they're really like, you two, you two idiots. <laughs> yeah. Brightly. Yeah. Louis actually, Vuitton. you know, let's take, <laughs> Peloton. <laughs> yeah. Pel- oh, <laughs> no, let's do, um, Ray-Ban Ray-Ban's a, no, that's like a big corporate brand. We need like fucking, I don't know. Who's like, how about method company? seven? There, there's some glass company. Um, so like what, what would you say? You would email, right? And how would yeah. the email go? Um, you know, I, I, 
try to keep it pretty casual, but I'd say something effective like, like, Hey, I mean, I wouldn't say, Hey, but you know, something like dear sir, ma'am, uh, you know, my name is Mark. I'm a co-host of a podcast, fight cool shit. Uh, we're interested in reviewing products in, in exchange for the products that, that you would want reviewed. Uh, here's our metrics. Here's our, our downloads. Um, here's what we're willing to do. Um, or if you have anything else as far as, you know, um, wanting to do paid advertisements or sponsorships of episodes, um, we can work on, you know, like a multi-tier kind of thing. Um, other than that, you know, if we'd love to, you know, you have this, this like method seven has a, you know, specific pilot sunglass. Hey, we want, we'd love to, you know, in exchange for two pairs of sunglasses, we will, uh, you, you'll be sponsoring an episode and then we will be, uh, talking about the sunglasses, you know, something, something to that effect. Right. That's not bad. I'm just looking at the email I sent and I'm just, oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't even read this out loud. I've done it before. Um, <laughs> I had ForeFlight back when ForeFlight was small. Um, they sponsored my old podcast for almost a year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like they gave a year subscription and they're like, hey, just, you know, um, do a read, you know, for a few episodes and and, and we're good. And then I had uh, a logbook, like a, an electronic logbook. I don't know if it was Log10 um, or something else. Uh, sponsor the podcast, oh, but yeah. yeah, you know, and I still have log 10. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, I like that. The, the thing is, is I really like reviewing. I, I like testing things. I, I like comparing things. Um, that's why I like, so the reason why Lyft sent me a helmet because they were, I think Todd was like, dude, you should buy a lift. Uh, when I had my bonehead and I was like, well, send me one to review. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and so I, I did, <laughs> and I made, you know, a few videos on it. Um, and then, um, I, I paid for the comms out of my own pocket to, and then in, I built the helmet and then I was like, wow, I really like building helmets. And since then I've built like five lift helmets. Um, yeah, your helmet's badass. A couple for other people, but, but yeah, like, um, my, my custom lift, I, I built that. I put the comms in, I drilled it. I channeled the, the helmet for, for the wiring and, and all that stuff. Um, cause I like doing it. And I just really like the lift helmet. It's just, it's, just, it's, it's fortunate when you get to review something that you like so much that you just incorporate it into your daily use. And that's really what happened. Um, yeah. So I'd love to, I'd love to review more products. So, I mean, if, if MSA Galay wants to send a helmet, if somebody <laughs> else wants to send a helmet, I'll test other helmets, you know, and, um, and I won't, I think the thing is, is, um, you know, it, doing these talks with Lyft uh, about, you know, doing some, some kind of um, um, exchange, uh, review and sponsorship stuff, ambassadorship stuff. Uh, you know, I, I told them straight up that, you know, I don't, I don't want to, first of all, I don't want to come off artificial. You know, I, I don't want to be that person that's like, Hey, I love this product, uh, buy it. You know, I'm, I'm not a social media influencer. Like I'm, I'm just not, I, maybe I am God. to some people, you see but I hate online? that. I can't take it. I can't, I can't, I can't stand that. Yeah. I can't stand that stuff. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to just like throw random products out and, and then hope that my followers buy them. But I will happily take a product that I would use, review it, and if I like it, I'll tell people about it. And that's really what I've done with everything that I like. I mean, it doesn't matter if, if I bought it or not. If I bought it and I love it, I'll freaking I'll 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 pimp it till the end until the end of time. You know? <laughs> um so yeah. Yeah, we're kind of at that point. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. we have a donate button. I mean, if Lycoming Engines wants to send out an engine to me, I'll review it. Hey, Walter Extra. 
<laughs> you got you got an NG over there, you know, just sitting there. We Send wait, it on we got we got to talk about extra. I'm not. We're you and I are both a little upset over extra. Surprisingly, is that is that about the swag? Yeah, it's it's about the fucking swag. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was shit. <laughs> Actually, oh, I just I just bumped the mic. I do. So there was so. Okay, let's 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 sh- let's shift gears here. Let's make it about extra. There's two things I want to talk about with extra. One, I want to talk about the swag thing again because we have we did we did vaguely or not, not vaguely briefly bring up the swag thing. Um, and two, there was an interesting and spirited debate on the aerobatic pilots Facebook group about the 300 versus the 300L. Oh, I can't wait to get into that one. So what do you want to talk? What do you want to do first? Oh, let's talk. It's more important to talk about sweat. You have to look good before you fly. I mean, agreed. Agreed. Styling points. Yeah. So I mean, I'm a judge on the line and I'll look at the guy or girl getting in the cockpit. And if he's like, you know, got some like outdated shoe and untucked shirt, maybe, or just Just looks like a complete bag of crap. Yeah. He's already starting at an eight. I mean, the best score at that point you can get is an eight. I agree. If you look homeless, you don't deserve to win. Yeah. I mean, it can't give you a trophy when you look like a hobo. Yeah. 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 We, so we're in this chat. So I'll add a little context for the, for the listeners. We're in a chat group with Eric extra and and a couple other people, but Eric extra is Walter Extra's son. And so it's, it's obviously really fun and he's a wealth of knowledge. He's super, um, he's super awesome. (laughs) He's super German. (laughs) He'll send us voice (laughs) messages like, Oh, well you see the difference between the 300 and 300 L is, and you're just like, oh, we, need order. <laughs> we need order. <laughs> the difference is there's no difference. They're perfect. Um, yeah. He no, always comes he, off a little flaming. I love it. I love, dude, I could listen to him. I could listen to him talk all day. Just very like. See, I can't. I can't because he's really, really knowledgeable and intelligent. And that's where I don't get frustrated when people are that good at flying where. It's like frustrating. Like I actually, it gives me motivation to to try harder. But when people are that smart, like book smart and know the processes of everything, it's like, it just drives me nuts because I can never get on that level. Okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. So I actually really wanted to ask you this. Um, I wanted to ask you this personally, but this is great to talk about on the podcast. Um, I wanted to ask you if you are that, like, I really, like Aaron McCartan is a fucking he he's so he's a nerd he i love it he's so smart like when it comes to the eccentricities <laughs> of these airplanes yeah super he can nerd out to the end of time yeah on what did he say to us the other day he was like oh well the extra 15 pounds under 10 g's and it's radial g this and 1200 pounds blah blah, blah. <laughs> i'm like i'm like dude what what are you doing like Get your all fucking that up. shine box seriously man so do you, do you not like, <laughs> so I'm, I, I love Aaron too. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't have that. I mean, I, maybe in some ways I do have a level of knowledge like that. Like, um, I felt like I, I categorized the 300 versus the 300 L pretty well uh, in that chat group. But, um, obviously, you know, Eric and, and Walter have, you know, their, their knowledge is uh, on that subject of the 300 versus the 300 L is massively higher than mine. But, um, I find that stuff super interesting to hear the, yeah. you know, oh, the, 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 the spade, the, the, you know, the spade arm geometry is different or, um, the, the 
aileron is 14 millimeters longer you know whatever the whatever the case may be on like you know these airplanes so whether or not you are that smart or or have that level of knowledge do you like that kind of stuff like do you no do you fa- i don't because it's so do it's tight it's exhausting for me i was never a good student by the way i wasn't either so so do you do you i was like a c that, student do you find that like in all this in aerobatics like obviously there's there's like you know your sensories right like you know, touch, smell, taste, whatever, uh, feel. Oh, well, that's touch, I guess. Uh, hear, hear, <laughs> hearing. I've had, I've had a lot of wine tonight. Um, You're intelligent, like, right? I'm, I am pilot. Um, so, like, of all, of obviously, like having you know a vast knowledge of the airplane or aerodynamics or the physics, um, and then like you know, touch and feel of the airplane, or just like kind of like we've talked about this before, of like you know people getting too technical in the cockpit of like this power setting and this degree pitch yeah. and this here and this it, where, you know, you can like almost computerize your flying. Whereas I feel like you're very like by the feel, like, would you say that that's yeah, true? It's true. I'm, I think I'm, I'm pretty mechanically inclined. So I understand what's going on mechanically as far as like motors and um, all the moving parts of the airplane. I'm pretty well educated on, but as yeah. far as like, you know, how is the car, like the carbon fiber process in terms of like, you know, vacuum molding, cold cure, hot cure, wet, you know, all that stuff. Like I have no fucking idea. And then as far as like things like, Oh, we move the aileron hinge in and, and, or the aileron hinges back into the aileron and the, you know, the ailerons grabbing the air this way. Like I'm sure I can, you know, educate myself on it and learn about it, but but like, I just don't want to, I don't know why I think maybe that's bad, but no, it's just, it, it either interests you or it doesn't. it doesn't excite me. Like I love yeah. motors. I love, I love how to make horsepower. I love how to lighten the airplane. Love yeah. all that shit. Yeah. But if you ask me like, Oh, what does it do? If, um, can't even think off the top of my head. Like, you know, if we, the pivot point on this arm is, you know, two degrees. I'm like, I, I don't know. Yeah. You tell me, you, you obviously know, you tell me. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say but that there's like, some people that are just like on another level and they'll just spit out numbers and like facts and I, I always try to think true. Well, not, and that's, so that's that, that, that discussion was a perfect example of that. Like how many, how many different absurd, I don't know if you read through that whole dialogue, but like there were so many, like not like overtly absurd, but like just things where you're like, huh, where did you get that? Dude, I, I just to let you know, like my brain, I didn't even read any of it. I just scrolled down until it got off that topic because I yeah. just, it's exhausting to even try to want to figure out. Okay. It's tiring. Yeah, no, I, feel I hear like you. I'm back in the classroom. I, I really like that stuff, but I wouldn't say that, um, that's my, how do I say this? I'm more like you where like, I want to be able to like my ability to fly an airplane is based more on feel than the knowledge of how the airplane works. Like, obviously we know, the four forces, we know G loading, we know unloading, we know the, you know, we know a lot of the physics of it, but like the, the manufacturing eccentricities between extras or another airplane or a design characteristic that makes the airplane do X or Y or Z. Like, I wouldn't say that that's how I fly. I don't, I don't fly with that type of knowledge. Right. Whereas like Aaron McCartan definitely does. You can hear the way he, he, breaks down a snap and how different airplanes snap that he has that level of knowledge of 
the the the, the washout and the <laughs> the yeah. angle of incidents of the wing and uh the but rigging. i don't know about you but like when i'm around people like that because there's a couple guys on the field here that are just super indulgent like i just don't talk because i'm just going to embarrass myself trying to keep up with the conversation or i'll just be like what 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 do you say <laughs> see and that's a bummer so too because like, like yeah I, so i so i'll back are all I'm more like you like I I do not I don't like to I don't know that's almost like a penis showing game you know what I mean like how much let's play the game in a group of how much do I know so I can have the biggest dick I, yeah. I don't like it's not even fun to talk about why are no. we like why are we why are we talking about all these why is different, that the talk? like if yeah if I'm a home if listen if I'm a kit builder or if I'm building something and I'm into that shit like I I get it but I'm not yeah. like, I just, I'm not. And um, it's not that I don't want to know. It's just, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I looked, I like technical talk, but I'm not, again, it's not that I like basic technical talk, like basic stuff. Yeah. Like, like how is your, really like how is your seating position? <laughs> right. Like, so uh, applicable, like, like how do I apply what you're telling me? Like, I can't, I can't change I like my about that. What propeller you know, like, to use? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like practical applications of of technical knowledge. Like I, I definitely appreciate. I I can nerd out on anything, but I don't store it and then change my behavior. Like like I would never go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, man, you're flying an L." Just so you know, like the ailerons are 14 millimeters, you know, longer here than my airplane, so you should fly it like this. I would never do something like that. Um, yeah. But I did I did find it interesting. So I, uh, I found that really interesting to hear people say there was some, I think most people said that there's not in flying characteristic wise, not technical, um, buildup wise or, or, you know, whatever, but flying wise, not a whole lot of difference between the L and the midwing. I'd love to get your take on the flying aspect of it. So we saw, obviously we heard from Eric extra, the technical stuff and maybe, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll write up the technical stuff or um, we got to get him on. We got to get him and Walter on. But, uh, you know, obviously what he said was very technical, but you've yeah. flown both. What so say you? I think that they're. Yeah, I think they're two different airplanes. I really do. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, by far, I would pick the midwing hands down if I was if. And to make it really short, this part, if I was just a sportsman guy who, you know, wanted to take my wife, son, daughter flying here and there and general, the L is the way to go. It's more comfortable. It's, it's just more comfortable. And you think the L is more comfortable in a, what, what would make for the L cross more country and like, yeah, just the way the back seat is positioned, the front seat, um, for the for the co-pilot it's a little more visibility like you got to remember like when somebody hasn't been in an aerobatic plane before and their first ride is in a midwing you know you sit really low so they don't get to see you they sit don't see super anything. low yeah it's loud it's got all the metal panels still it's super loud it's and so the seat loud. isn't that it's still that that squared off seat it's not the uh, the nice recline seat so it's not as comfortable so for ride giving and everything the l is hands i told my buddy he bought a midwing i tried to talk him into an l he's doing some upset recovery training yeah and he bought the midwing and i'm like you should really get an l man like it's just quieter it's more it's better for the passenger to get to see more like i get that you're hardcore aerobatics and and it's a better airplane but 
for ride giving, I think it's hands down the yellow is a lot better. But from a performance standpoint, um, I think you get more of the mid-wing, even if it is a little bit slightly heavier, you can certainly weigh it. I mean, 15 pounds, they were talking, like you can, I can lose 15 pounds in my fat ass. Like, so like that type of weight is, you can't really argue that, oh, the L is, is like, like not really. If you like, if some chick is flying a mid-wing and your fat ass is flying the L, then like all of a sudden now the L is heavier. Well, and so he, he said that about the wing and then he mentioned some other things like the wheel pants. And I think there was something else. It might've been the cowling. Um, yeah. where there were some weight savings, but like, let's be real. I mean, I know all, our, same all our, our, our airplanes Especially with can the vary, avionics right? and the L's. Look at all the L's. The L's, half the L's have, have an like IFR package. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I, like, don't I, give me that crap that it's heavier. It's not. I, I kind of, and, and I don't, so my, I, I flew the midwing and the L concurrently for like six months, um, before I stopped mm-hmm. flying the L and, and then just, uh, owned mine. But, I flying them both weight weight never occurred to me as far as th- things that I was comparing between the 300 and the L it was never about the, weight I really never did compare about weight I was flying felt lighter than the L that I flew to be honest with you and I swear I'm not lying I'm not making that up honestly performance wise like that my L flies 20 knots faster than the my my midwing flies twenty knots faster than the L I flew. Yeah, um, in a straight I line. I doubt it. Um, the vertical I I think is better. Um, maybe you know, there's so many variances though. Like you know, you know what, how what's the health of the engine? How's it rigged? Is it freaking twisted? You know how how straight is the airplane you're flying? <clears throat> um, there's so many factors, but you know yeah. one thing. I mean, one thing that was noticeable enough to note it was the roll the roll. Uh, I won't say roll rate, but the the rate of acceleration to full deflection was faster in the the, the L, but it wasn't enough to be like, okay, the midwing is irrelevant. The midwing can't compete. I, I don't yeah. I don't think the L goes any farther in competition than the midwing. Whether that's I think intermediate a lot of or advanced, to, you know, I, you know, yeah. is, is as far as rate like that pilot. though. Yeah, a lot of things go into that though. I mean, obviously, the highlighted thing is rigging. The other Rigging. thing too is spades. air density, temperature, spades. Yeah. Um, the way that you're actually getting to full deflection, are you smashing it in or are you, you know, are you letting the air stick to the wing? Yeah. And getting to full there's so many different variables. Um but I'd to also me, argue that what 15 makes, versus 20 gallon wing tanks might make a difference too, because you have the extra bath. Totally. The tank's gonna be heavier. It's farther out on the wing. hundred um, percent for the twenty gallon wing tank. You know, I maybe that's negligible. But, things. Yeah. But I love the seating position in the middle wing. The L feels like you're just holding some flight sim joystick. Because I flew the mid wing first before L's. And when I got into the L, it's like you, you got this like danky stick in front of you. And then for snaps, the L, it's got those humps by like your hamstrings. So every time you get you try to hit a flick, it like you hit your hamstring on those yeah. humps. And it was just fucking, it just wasn't set up for like advanced and and above like intermediate it's great like any airplanes it's great intermediate but for somebody who really wants to do well in advanced um there's you I, i'd be really hard pressed for you to convince me that an l is better and i'm talking about an l i'm not talking about an lx i'm not right. talking no, about just an lc those this are different a, airplanes like, totally different you know, like for all intent purposes those are different airplanes yeah 
Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I really, I think that like your mid wing, um, massages, mid wing, you know, some of the Northern light mid wings, the really nice mid wings that are, that are kept well, those are going to either stay at their value, which they've already risen. Um, or they're probably going to go up. And I think that L's are like the 96 to 2000 L's, not, not numbers talking about the year that they yeah. were produced. I think those are going to, they're going to plummet. I think you're going to see them at the sub 160 range soon. And it wouldn't surprise because me. the mid wing's just better. Yeah. I really, so there's, you know, the visibility sucks. You know, it's just is what it is. Like uh, with an L. Does it though? I, but does it no, suck? No, not really. I mean, well, no, it, it really does. It doesn't, it doesn't bug me. Um, where I'll be, I'm going to say something limiting. crazy. I thought the mid wing, I thought the mid wing landed better than the L. I think it does I, too. I like landing. I, I yeah, like the way it I, feels. I, I, um, where I say I don't like it more is any uh, kind of gusts. I thought the L handled better just because you, you don't get that boundary layer. You know, the wing is lower, so you get less ground effect. And then you get um, kind of a less propensity for, for having gusts get under the wing. Um, I'm not and a huge I, fan of gusty position. wing conditions. But yeah, I, I think I, it's the seating position. Dude, I feel I feel um, more on top of it. I feel like I'm sitting on top of the airplane in the L on landing. And I feel like I'm sitting in the airplane on landing in the midwing. Like I feel more connected to the airplane in the midwing. Like obviously you sit lower, but it does. It kind of feels, I don't know the, the L um, to me, like, and I don't mean this funny. in a disrespectful way. Like anybody who owns an L out there, I, I don't take this. It's not, it's going to come off really bad. Sell but it, sell it. The, yeah. I feel like a lot of the L guys, especially that back in like 05 or whatever and before, the people who bought L's really weren't hardcore competition guys. They were like the gentleman aerobatic guy. They all put autopilots in it or had some yeah. type of like artificial horizon going on. Dude, I haven't flown an L without an autopilot. And I'm not kidding you. The only extra I have flown without an autopilot is mine. Yeah. And I feel like um, that was more of like the bougie, bougie extra owners. Like, the guys bought the guys who bought midwings and S's at the time, those guys wanted to fly hardcore aerobatics. Yeah. The L drivers, you know, outside of the the few that that I know that actually tried to, you know, that did a fair amount of um anyway, but those guys just, you know, they they wanted to set up the airplane and it was like the Ferris Bueller dad Ferrari airplane. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's I, I can totally see that. Like, you know, I'm I'm too young to remember how the L was marketed when it first came out, but I could totally buy the idea that it was like, you can have the ultimate aerobatic airplane. Like you can have your cake and eat it too, right? Like it's German, German luxury construction and unlimited performance. Right. So it was like this total or, you know, best of both worlds. Whereas I, I, I can easily buy that the mid wing was just marketed as like, here, here's an unlimited aerobatic airplane. Have at it. You know, especially like you look at the early, like early serial midwings, pretty crude. <laughs> they're pretty oh, crude. <laughs> they're um, like, it's bad. It's like going from like, you know, oh, I can't even like compare it. It's like a video game from when we were kids, like Atari to the to, to like Nintendo 64. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. Like so box. It's just so boxy. It's 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 horrible. If anybody <laughs> wants feel to bad like. Saying it. If anybody wants to like geek out, read the manual that read the the uh, the POH for the midwing and see how many ch serial number changes, like how many advancements 
throughout the lineage of the midwing there are like i don't feel like any other extra has that we're like major changes like like the first eight were experimental and then like from i think it was eight maybe i'm, I'm off on that but like there were several that were like straight experimental never changed and then from then yeah. on it was certified and then from like serial number you know 20 it's a, like you know this big tail wheel change or wheel pant or brake change or you know there was all kinds of um changes and advancements uh to the midwing whereas i i don't i don't remember that with the l i think the l had like the brake change that the midwing had uh from what i guess cleveland to, what's that tail mount the right, tail, tail yes mount. uh well, they, there was the service bulletin to um, beef up the uh, the tail on the back. I don't know that the mid so the, or the I don't know that the L got the redesigned. I think every L had the redesigned tail wheel. Um, what do they call that? Like the 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 midwings, the early midwings, or like actually like the first fifty four of them or something like that had the the metal tail wheel. Um, yeah, yeah, arm the whatever and the, tail wheel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it went to the, uh, the composite with the different, the API style. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't, I don't know that the L went through like that many changes. Um, so yeah, midwing hundred percent all the way. I really flying wise looking back, it's been a while since I've flown an L, but I, the L gives this, this false impression that it's super nimble and that it, you know, like you, you, it's got like, it's very light in roll, right? Like the, the way it, 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 the way the spades are set up in the L in most L's and I've flown some really shitty rigged, uh, L's like, dude, the one, the, the first L that I flew that was at this flight school. Um, <laughs> oh my God, it, it was rigged so bad that it was actually not enjoyable. Um, you had to fight that airplane tooth and nail. But a lot of these, you know, they, they're so nimble in the roll that like almost gives you this false sense of like that the roll rate would be really high. And it does have the ability to like turn on a dime and corner really well, but it doesn't corner any better than a midwing. It doesn't. Um, in fact, you know, I almost want to say that the the midwing kind of loads up better than the L. I mean, the wings are so, oh, are so similar, but it does. It's um, just a much better balanced airplane. I don't know. I It's it's more balanced for sure. I just, no, it's, it's definitely more balanced. It. Yeah. I, I, no, I love yeah. that a lot. I'm a, I'm a fan. Obviously, right. I'm super biased, and I, I would own an L in a heartbeat. But um, it's funny when people are like, "Oh, the L is a much superior airplane," and it's like, that's not why the L. That's not, not why the close. L. Yeah, I I disagree. I I disagree with that statement that it's a much superior airplane. I don't think it's a superior airplane. I think it's a different airplane, and I don't think that's why it was designed. Like the going from the L to the LC. Or the LX, certainly the LX. I mean, the LC is kind of a bastard child. They made like six of them. But, yeah. um, you know, the, the midwing to the L is not wasn't an advancement in technology so much as it was like moving the wing and getting better visibility. At least yeah, from I think what if I understand. you did a poll. Yeah, I think if you did a poll where it's like, what would you pick, midwing or L? Or, yeah, whatever. And the people that like the midwing are going to be like your Matt Chapman your Rob Hollins, like they're all going to pick the midwing. And then the people that pick the L are just going to be people who nobody's really heard of that, you know, fly competition here or there and, you know, just have a passion for flying and love flying. So like the, it's a, it's more geared towards those like guys that are just want to go up and practice competition or air show type flying or, you know, something that they can get the most performance out of. Um, Cause I didn't really see anybody picking L that, 
you know, had quote unquote credentials. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? I mean, I it's a good, you, I mean, the, just, the L is good for ride giving. That's why they use them on the circuit. It's a yeah. great ride giving airplane. Although ironically, the front seat of the midwing is way more comfortable because you don't sit on the spar. Like that, that's one, another thing that like, I hated being in the front seat of the L. I, I liked the better visibility in the front, but I hated it from a comfortable, a comfortability standpoint. Oh, see, I loved it. Cause like I, to me, cause I wasn't piloting command anyway, whenever I would go up in one in the front seat. You just sit back. Um, and I loved it because I sit back and like just relax. And if I had to fly yeah. a little bit, I just you know reach up and fly a little bit. For the most part, I was like a lazy boy. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I can see that. Like giving instruction and it's a little stressful just because like you got to shoot on. You're crunched up. You're sitting above the spar and then like. Oh yeah, I can hear that. I can see that. It's a little bit of a pain, but so I don't know. Can we get on this extra extra aircraft swag, swag. dilemma that swag. we have. Yes, it's terrible. It's a real problem. It's a real the factory. It's a real problem. The factory might close because of this. I mean, I think we should cancel <laughs> culture them. Should we cancel extra? <laughs> I can't believe that's a real thing at this point. That's I know. Insane. I know. No, like um, I've been begging, begging to buy swag from extra. Like I want no, a shirt. It's legit. A shirt. You're not lying. A sweatshirt. Something. Um, I'd love so to. I, 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 uh, yeah. I had an epiphany. Okay. Here's my idea. And I hope anybody who I'm about to talk about doesn't take this the wrong way. <laughs> so there is no way to get in it. Like if you wanted a t-shirt that said extra on it, you, you'd have to call up massage and in, in Teterboro and help print you one. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like Chinatown street market type stuff to get extra swag. So the most, the best aircraft manufacturer you have to go to Teterboro, New Jersey and have some Polish kid print you off something on like a, a, a cricket printer and <laughs> mail it to you. That's, <laughs> that's how you get your shit. So what if we, I don't know, I don't even need to be a part of this, but like, what if we contacted, first we'd have to call up Kramer and Doug and be like, hey, can you guys start doing like Brandon, like we'll pay, you know, we're not going to pay a hundred dollars for a t-shirt, but like just charge up, you know, put a markup on it so you can make money on it. And, you know, can you guys start selling branded stuff? And if they're like, no, we just don't have time to it. Then maybe we can contact extra and we could be the U S dealer <laughs> for extra clothing. I love it. Right. I'm fully on board. <laughs> and then we're going to sue massage for, for branding, for copyright branding and for copyright infringement. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Take I'm his so on board from with him. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. How funny um, would that be to like send them a lawsuit? I love it. Cease and desist. <laughs> like, hey, dude, love you, but hey, friend, this is happening. Hey, friend. Hey, guy. <laughs> send me all your shit that you already made so I can resell it <laughs> back to you. We basically own all the shit that you just made. But seriously, like, there's so I would love like there was this German guy at a at a contest and he had like this black hoodie sweatshirt that had like red extra. It was really cool looking sweatshirt. I was like, Oh, how'd you get that? And his words to me were like, you know, they bought a new SC and, um, whatchamacallit. Um, they basically had to like beg the factory to get them a shirt after spending that kind of money on an SC. I got a hat. I guess I should be happy with that. It's, it's not even a cool hat. I gotta be honest, but I was happy that at least (laughs) I got a hat. Oh, that's pretty sweet. 
Yeah, I got a hat out That's of the deal. I got. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, throw me a, <laughs> throw me a shirt or something. <laughs> something. No, I'm, and I'm, I, I'd pay, happily pay. Like, I'd love, I'd love to, to rock some, some cool extra swag, dude. Like, maybe we'll be like the dealer. We'll be the, the clothing apparel dealer. I'm so US. game. Walter, Let's extra. Come on. I want to do it just to be able to tell massage not to make any more stuff. The fir- first order business. Like we don't even, we don't even get the printing underway. It's as soon as we ink the yeah. deal with, with Walter. No, the first order this. of business, we're going to call our attorney, Alan Epstein yes. of Epstein, Epstein and Epstein. <laughs> most, the most like New York need, law firm ever. Yeah. yeah. Send, we need you to send a letter to the, to this, to this fella in Jersey next to the uh, garbage dumps. And uh, <laughs> I can't believe they so call that funny. place the Garden State. New Jersey is the Garden State. That's their slogan. Ugh. Like, Char- how hypocritical. It's, it's garbage. It's literally garbage. <laughs> literally. Newark is Sewark. It's a sewer. Yeah. It's, it's, freaking, it's uh, a trash dump. It is. And I hate people that are like, I, I can't even get into talking about Jersey. It's just, it's a really sore subject. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, but yeah, so like there's just no place to get, not even on their website. Like they don't even no. have like a shop on their website. So MX is just killing it in that regard. They're making, They're you know, MX is making like Motorola pager covers, CD holders. Dude, I uh, got glass coasters. Glass They're coaster. just going all out. They're going all out. I'll give them props. I'll give them props. And I'll is give them. Uh, nope. Is that a pun? Is that a pun? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I didn't even think of that. I'll give him firewalls. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, oh, shout man. out to MX. Uh, and and I guess Micho sent that to you. Did Micho send it to you? Um, no, the EAA sent it. I mean, I want to oh, say that like it was given to me. I, I wish I was that cool, but I did pay. I think it was like the winning bid was 70 bucks or something like that. But I got like, it had to be you a couple you hundred dollars worth the, of shit. You know? Yeah, and you supported the IAC with it. They got it for free. I almost, you know, I almost wanted so. to like joke because like Rob Holland had his sequence card autograph, which by the way was my idea. I don't care whoever says that it was there. It was my fucking idea because in <laughs> 2018, the last year at Oshkosh Nationals, they were doing like this auction and they were like looking for, they were doing, I forget, but basically like I was talking to one of the guys, that the head guys, and I'm like, yeah, hey, why don't you like, just go up to Rob and like ask him for a sequence card and auction that shit off. And he's like, Oh, it's a great idea. That's when it happened at 2018 final banquet at nationals. You Petro heard it here folks. Him. That was my idea. So anyway, side note, history was made, um, but I was wondering if I put up a, uh, a sequence card of myself signed and just starts bidding at like two cents. <laughs> what did we go up to? <laughs> I'd be happy with 12 cents. That, that'd be like my uh, reserve. I put the reserve I, at 12 cents. I think you could get a solid <laughs> $7 out of it. Really? Yeah. I think so. I could see a seven. I could see seven. I think yeah. there's so many, this, and so I love things like that, dude. Cause I, you can get it's so hysterical. creative. Well, and you can get super creative. Like there's so many ways to make money, you know, in an organization like the IAC, like there's so many ways to get creative and, and, and do stuff like that. Everybody, Everybody on the advanced and unlimited team should be doing that. Every single person. Yeah. You know, and you could do I something too where like a, um, every team member takes their sequence card 
and and you put it in a big frame and the entire team for AWAC or WAC, that that um, sequence is framed. Some yeah. what what acro geek wouldn't love that to buy an entire team's autograph sequence card. It's like buying a football with the you know team signatures on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who who wouldn't pay a few hundred bucks for that? It's free. It's literally free money. Same thing with like the membership. Like just auction off a membership every month. Absolutely. There should be thirty five dollars. The IEC should have a monthly giveaway where you like and subscribe to the to the Instagram. You ta- you have people tag two people. You grow it like that, and then you you give a membership once a month. Yeah. What's what's would, a membership a month, dude? I was bidding on everything. I was hoping it. Which I think I got outbid at whatever for the. It was like at the hundred fifty. I think I drew my line at like one hundred fifty dollars for the um, uh, the virtual the critique. Critique because I was gonna set. I was I was actually gonna like get somebody famous to like have Jim Burke critique as like maybe do like uh who did I say was it Mike Goulian? Uh, I think it was Goulian. Yeah, I was gonna send him a video of Goulian to critique or something like that. I had an. We had other ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could say it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, um, it was, um, I thought that was a cool idea. But then like, I think, cause they did that at, um, so at nationals, um, you could bid on the banners that show like, so if you won, so in 2018, was it 2018? Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. Um, but the prior year banners you can bid on and, it would have your name or that year event, it would have your name for winning last year's nationals. So like, you know, obviously you want to, you want to win your banner. You want to buy it and bring it home. It's got your name on it. So like they'd start the bidding at like 50 bucks or hundred bucks. So you, the one person was like bidding on it. Then like everybody else would be like, just kept outbidding this guy until it got to like, and it was pretty classy because they didn't let it get too high. I think they actually let it get to like four or $500, which is a lot of money, you know, especially when you're spending fucking shit ton throughout the year and then going to nationals but you know it got to like four or five hundred and you know it's good money for the ic and you get this fucking big ass banner and you bring it home with you so that's like that to me was the best thing that they did because you get when you get other people involved and that's why i was kind of hoping it would turn into with that virtual thing it was like you know whoever wins this like gets like you know pick it a litter of who's going to get a critique so it's like you know maybe ghoulian doesn't want his his video critiqued or you know, um, massage doesn't want his video, well, whoever. Right. So yeah. I thought it'd be cool to like bid. So you don't lose like that type of thing. Sure. Yeah. You know, there's some, yeah, sure. No, no, <laughs> no, I, I'm, uh, that's, I'm sorry. That's my, like thinking about it more without giving you dead air response. You know, I, I'm just, I'm more, I'm like existentially thinking about this problem because it's a problem there. There are so many ways to make good money creatively that are good ideas and like stuff like the band. Like that's I love that stuff that and it needs Dude, to be you, more. You know what they you know? need at the air. You know what they would you know what they need at AirVenture to get memberships going. First yeah. of all, they got to increase the membership costs. And I don't mean to be a dick in saying that, but it's way too cheap. And it's just uh, maybe people should be grandfathered in that don't want this raise in prices. But for what you get. And what you pay, it's criminal. It's like we we're taking advantage of the organization, in my opinion. But um, 
what they should do at, at Air Venture is basically get like the Red Bull girls, but get the get like IAC girls. I hate, I don't want to sound like a dick to any females that are listening out there. It's not, I don't mean it like the way it's coming across, but sex sells. It's a proven fact. And the demographic at Air Venture is like 85% male, right? So just, you know, get these, you know, people out there and, and start just recruiting people and just getting them to sign up. It's so fucking cheap. Like yeah. everybody's an EAA member anyway. It's $35. So get the base going. I wonder though, because like, is that, so do you want, would it be better to have quantity over quality for membership? Meaning, do you want 50,000 members that will never participate, but just give dues, which obviously is revenue generating, or do you want half that amount, but actual contributing members and whether that, whether that's you know, those contributing members are time and more money, meaning like actual donations, time, ideas, um, participation. Like, no, I want, think you know I, what I mean. I I understand what you're saying, but I think it's a lost cause trying to find a quality member because everybody that's a member knows about it. And I think that yeah. if we get a base, you just have to get like just get a ton of people and let them get the bug because nobody's got the bug, or nobody got right. bit. So. It, with that $35, you get the email chain and everything. And all of a sudden now you're getting like all this touch marketing where you're getting hit with, you know, an ad for IAC this and you're getting the magazine and this and that. So it's like all of a sudden it gets, you know, you get all that in those touches on you and you might like it or you might tell somebody else about it. So I think the base is really key to, to get members because, you know, just verbal advertising and social media itself is, is so clutch. Yeah. Um, because right now we're operating, it's sick in a bad way. We're operating like under four grand members. Like that's for for what the sport, for what people put into the it's sport. It's under 4,000 members. I think so. I mean, Whoa. that's what I heard last time. Yeah, it's sick. It's half of what Chapman said it was. It was like nine grand by when he was uh, in, in involved or whatever. That's freaky. And it's sad to hear too, because he was talking about like, he was trying to get involved, but it almost seemed like it went on, it fell on deaf ears. It's what he was getting at. Yeah. Do you feel so? I don't even know if I want to ask the question because I don't want to open up a can of worms. No, ask it because I'm so excited about it. Well, no, no, no. It's just like in your heart of hearts, do you feel like there's going to be big changes? I do. And I think it's at a breaking point right now. I think that if we keep going, the like path it has to change, going, right? Is it, 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 it doesn't have, we don't have a choice. Well, we, I say that we, I don't know how else to phrase it, but if we, if it keeps going the way it's going, where it's just like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be a dick, like for no, anybody listening who's older, but like, it's this older generation mentality who's refusing to adapt to that, to growing your younger base. And the yeah. younger base is like, well, fuck you. I don't need to do this shit. I'll go fucking wakeboarding or whatever, you know? And they're just, ref they've been refusing to change. I mean, you look at, and again, like, I feel like our disclaimer for the show is like, you, it's volunteer. We get, you guys do a lot like, and, and we, I really wholeheartedly mean it. And I think it's an understaffed organization to begin with yeah. the IAC, not the EAA. I think the IAC doesn't get a lot of help, but doesn't seem like know, it seems very separate, separate. So I just, and I think with Goulian on the board, he's the EAA liaison. I think you're going to see a lot. I think he's going to be the young sung hero, to be honest with you. 
him and Jim Burke. Well, Jim Burke's the president, so he's not really unsung, but I think Gullion is going to be an unsung hero. Um, And we have to change. We have to get involved in social media. We have to look, you know, fresh and hip. We have to, like, I had an idea. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I don't, I got to send that email out to Burke. But, like, why not have, like, I like Jim Burke fly an air venture as the IAC president. Like that alone is like fucking badass. Yeah. And he brand, he can brand the whole airplane up in IAC logos if he wants to. I mean, obviously I'm not Jim Burke and I don't, I don't know Jim Burke really well. Um, I think he's a nice guy, but like just fucking load up the airplane with IAC.org and this and that, and have somebody announcing and just saying IAC.org join $35 a month, IAC.org follow us on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And you have hundreds of thousands of people for that 15 minute slot. That's all they're hearing and seeing It's IAC, IAC. And you're telling me that like out of 200, I forget how many people are at our venture during like a performance, but say it's like 200, a quarter million people, right? You're telling me that like 1%, 2,500 people are not going to like look into that bullshit. Well, and like look at, at like, a ton of people. Look at, um, you know, like the, the EAA, one, one second. If the EAA, doesn't allow that to happen. That's fucking bullshit because like the IAC is a branch of the EAA and they should be doing everything to, to help them out, help us out to, yeah. to grow our base. Like, and they should give the slot to Jim Burke or, you know, a legit pilot, like a Rob Holland or something. And it should be announced like about the IAC, um, you know, during that performance and just let that like sink into everybody who's watching it, you know, cause Everybody forgets, like, well, I don't know if everybody forgets, but when somebody's flying an air show, like all those people, for the most part, I wouldn't say all of them, but like a great, a good portion, if they're not eating a fucking funnel cake, are that's all they're hearing and listening to, or see, that's all they're hearing and seeing. Yes. So, like, that's a 15 minutes of like golden advertising right there that's not being used. Well, and look at the Blue Angels. The Blue Angels are they're purely a recruiting tool. That's yeah. what they were. That's how they were created. That's why they exist. Their only function on this planet is to recruit. And so if really, when you look at the IAC, there's no recruiting. There's no, there's no element to show, to illustrate um, like what the IAC is to a crowd of, because let's face it. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know what the percentage of, people at air venture that are pilots, but it's a high percentage. You know, that's a very, that's a special air show, right? That's different than that's different than your typical air show. Air venture is people come from all over the world as pilots, as, as aviators to attend air venture. Um, even if it was 50%, I would wage a guess that it's higher than 50%. Maybe it's not, but if it's 50% pilots, you have to imagine that there's a, a vested interest to, advertising the IAC's services and, and talents, i.e. having, you know what I thought was really cool. Hmm. Remember they did that, um, that kid, um, he flew a two seat extra and he, all he did is he didn't a advanced sequence with the smoke on and air venture. And I thought that was one of the coolest acts for that year. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Would that have been Nick Neilmeyer? No, 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 no. This was like, 2016 ish or 15 somewhere around there give or take anyway it was a young guy and like he just 
he flew an advanced sequence with the smoke on in front of Air Venture, and it was fucking badass. You know, he flew really well. That's awesome. You know, he's really cr- yeah. Like so, like why can't and like that's the other thing is like why can't we get like you know the the national unlimited champion? Obviously, it's fucking Rob Holland. <laughs> Just to go out and fly, you know, put the smoke on because people need smoke and fly in a rusty sequence. Well, it doesn't even have to be Rob, like, like Jim or I mean, dude, you, anybody like, so uh, no, these we need air show acts, like, yeah, but these, these air show acts, like, like I remember, um, some air show acts used to drive me nuts and I'm not going to call them out. Um, but some of these acts are so corny. Okay, and if you want to approach it from kind of like the other side of the aisle, looking at it from an act standpoint, an air show act, okay, market a national air show act for the IAC where you have it might even be multiple pilots, so you don't have to do you know um, uh, nationwide travel to do it. But like, yeah, do an advanced sequence, like make that an act to where you're showing yeah. somebody like, okay, they're coming into the box, they're 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 wagging in. They're going to do their routine. Here's what it looks like. I, I, I got to tell you, as for me, as a pilot, even before, I mean, I loved air shows before I loved aerobatics, uh, before I ever did aerobatics, I mean, um, in an airplane. That, dude, that would have got me hook, line, and sinker. It really would yeah. have. Um, What's your like, feeling hey, on, air, on air venture? My feeling on air venture? <laughs> uh, me, what do you mean? I don't know. I mean, I feel... Like overall, just like my general uh, synopsis. Just being of- an adult now, like I went there when I was younger. I haven't been there a lot. Uh, I And it was a lot of fun. But I'm looking at it now and it just feels like it feels like the country club of, of the golf country club of old guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I like I and then you got the been. cart girls that are like the the, the cart girls are the uh, the female influencers, like the twenty year old chicks that come out and and all the freaking creeps try to like hit on. Well, no, and, I'll tell you, I don't like that dynamic anywhere. Like that stuff drives me nuts. Yeah. Like you see the comments, so like funny. you know these twenty twenty five year old chick, you know aviator chicks on Facebook or Instagram posts, and they're like these crotchety old dudes are just like, oh, you look really nice, you look pretty good. Yeah. Like really good. And the that, best is uh, like when you see some like young chick and she's flying with some like older dude who's got money and <laughs> it's just so clear, like what's going on. And it's yeah. just like, why would you fucking post that? You're like, you're basically like, you're it's blatantly pouring yourself out. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yourself. I, so I've never, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, I've never been to an air venture. I, I, I've always wanted to go, but clearly have not wanted to go bad enough to make it happen. I could, I could make it happen. It's, all it takes yeah. is a little bit of money. It's not, um, and I can fly for free. So it's, it's, I, I, you know, I love, no, I, I want to wait until this show gets big enough. Cause I want to get flown out by EAA, which will never fucking happen. Um, so it'll happen. <laughs> I no, there's, EAA there's a podcast symposium. Like, fly cool shit. Yeah. yeah. We're going to, we're going to make this happen, dude. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like the idea of air venture. Like, I so I love obviously love no it's GA. a great I show love, it's just not, I love it it's um it just but, goes back to not being like like I don't want to say young because it's not the that's not the word I'm looking for but like inventive fresh you know getting that like younger that younger fresh like here's the problem cool gen- I don't know here's, how to describe you know what I mean it's just I know stagnant. exactly 
I know exactly what you're talking about. Reno has this problem. I don't want to talk about Reno in just a second, but what I think is a core issue is these air shows like Air Venture or um, Sun and Fun maybe, and some of these like these multi-day, um, they're, they're so much more than an air show, right? Like obviously the Friday, Saturday, Sunday crowd can show up for an air show. The the the, the person that you know has a HVAC certification and and wants something to do on the weekend can go to Air Venture and just just see an air show. But for yeah. so many, it's like a seven day long. You know, there's seminars, there's workshops, there's um, concerts, there's there's all kinds of crazy. I'm glad you brought up concerts because like, you know what? I don't understand. They don't do. Why not put the stage like I I get you have a crowd line. So whatever distance it needs to be. So the FAA is all happy. But why not put like you have the crowd line. So imagine like the crowd is facing the performer and the performer is flying a normal sequence or air show routine. But why not put the stage for whatever band in front of the crowd line and have the the guy flying the show behind and on top of the, the the musician. So this way it's interactive between the audience somewhat and the band and the pilot. That'd be super cool. Right? Because the, audio for air shows sucks in general. That's their yeah. biggest problem too. There's yeah. like the audio is fucking terrible. It's a weird medium, dude. Like it's it's something like it's it's a it's an um it's an institution that hasn't changed much. Like if you think about if you think about air shows, they really have not changed in 50 years like the the way obviously the talent the the intensity the precision the technology that's all changed but the formatting of an air show like is basically the same and you know why red bull was so much i wouldn't call them wildly successful but i think that what they did was successful oh i would i wouldn't say it's but not why if it was wildly successful it'd still be happening let's say that okay that's fair what i would say is that it, it broke the mold because right it not only did did Red Bull it made get, it interactive though it was yes. interactive it it was very technologically advanced um the, the way I would say too technological though I wonder like I most, it would be really most people don't know what they were talking about I think the business model really sucked on Red Bull like the fact that Red Bull didn't pay the pilots you know they they pulled sponsorship. That's really weird. Um, the purses for no, winning the pilots, were small. The pilots got paid. But it wasn't like, it wasn't, um, you know, I, from what I understand, I'm speaking, I may be speaking out of turn, but from what I understand, it wasn't like Mike Goulian got, you know, $500,000 a year from Red Bull. It was like you had your sponsors, you had some sponsors that wanted to sponsor Red Bull, that money kind of flowed in, and then there was no purse money, from what I understand. Um but I don't know how the pay was structured. So I heard something different and it's okay. third hand and it's no, not even me. worth mentioning. Okay. All right. That's no, not even uh, worth I, mentioning. I, I could be wrong. We, like, we can talk to Mike about that. But my point is that like what made it really fun that can be implemented in air shows is like something as simple as like the on-screen camera of the guy actually flying the show at the time. Yeah. Like that's just cool in general. Yeah. There's been, there's been some of that um, more and more you kind of see. Um, but like, yeah, yeah onboard telemetry and, and and onboard um, live broadcasting and some of that that higher technical stuff would be great. But like, you know, Air, I think Air Venture too. Like, Reno, I watched the Reno Air Races do this. So like, 
Um, that's arguably one of the bigger, you know, that's a week long. I mean, there's not like s seminars and workshops or anything like that at Reno really, but, um, it's a, it's a seven day long, at least, um, uh, race and, and show. So, um, I, I've, I watched that. I watched air vent or I'm sorry. I watched the Reno air races. Boy, I mean, they really, up until like two years ago, two, three years ago, really didn't change much. The sponsors, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> you look back at, at Leo, right? Like Bud Light yeah. sponsorship, you know, like badass, man, badass, right? right? <laughs> um, those sponsors kind of just stayed in the game. Not, not so much Coors and Bud Light, although, you know, maybe they did in some aspects, but like Marlboro, um, remember them? Yeah, Marlboro. Um, like with Reno, you know, it's like you kind of see like now they weren't sponsoring planes uh, like air show. Like they weren't, you know, sponsoring warbirds and racers like that. But like the tents, vendors and things like that, where they were that they were. It was like Bud, the Bud Light tent where you just go get a Bud Light. And it's like, OK, so you guys came into the air show scene and sponsored air shows and, and, and were a vendor. And then it's just kind of like you just stayed a vendor and like nobody else was brought in. You know, yeah. there's no new vendors. It, it kind of just stayed the same. It it grew old generationally with the same demographic that brought it in. Right. Or that from from the time that it was brought in 30, 40 years ago. And it's kind of dying with that generation. Like the arena races are a perfect example. Like, you know, the big warber, the big unlimited race field is has shrunk. You know, it's so expensive. It's prohibitively expensive. The money's just not there. Um, that generation's dying off. The people are not taking over. Like, I mean, it's harder to do now. Obviously, the, the cost is, I mean, it's just astronomical costs to to do that kind of stuff. But then you look at the vendors and, and, and um, who's kind of coming in, you know, who's coming in to, to sponsor these events or f service these events. And it's like, it's not what even my generation for the most part is interested in. That's what was so interesting about Red Bull. I was like, oh shit, this is, I know Red Bull. I drink Red Bull. This is fucking awesome. And then you look at what Red Bull was doing outside of the Red Bull area. So you're like, there's nothing that Red Bull does. That's not awesome. Like what, what yeah, did and they their announcers? Do? That guy, Nick fellows, Fucking Nick amazing. Fellows, Paul Bonham, they were all incredible. That's who um, they need at air shows. You need a guy yes. like that saying the air show. It, and they, no offense they to anybody out there. Like it's it's not about that. It's just like, it, or you can need to change. But like, no. you got to be exciting. Like, make it fucking like in, like something's like dramatic. You know, they did a phenomenal job. Like, I don't know if you ever saw Red Bull live, um, but it was never. I'm so upset. It was better live than in than on TV in a lot of ways. But I tell you what, as far as replicating the in-person experience through TV, they did a really good job. That's why I say like, in some ways they were the most innovative. You're right. If, if they were truly successful and innovative, they'd still be here. There's obviously some element where they lost money, um, to where they, they wouldn't, or, you know, didn't continue it. Um, cause it's always about yeah. the money, but it is, I, I don't know. And Air Venture you know it was, these guys, they need to why bring. Why it was so the, successful? Huh. I just want to stay on Red Bull for a second because, yeah. like, I'm real, I'm a little worried 
I'll tell you why. But the reason why Red Bull was so successful is because they put so much money into safety and, you know, getting people prepped in the, in the off season and the training. Um, and if you saw like, you know, at one time, unfortunately, when um, Kindleman or something like that in an MX, he went down and the boats were yeah. there in like five seconds. It yeah. was incredible. And what I'm yeah. worried about, because Red Bull's got a reputation and they have the money to back it up and they did it right. What I'm worried about is this whole new racing league coming out that's quote unquote like I'm, like what Red Bulls did is that they're not going to follow in those footsteps of safety and having like that tremendous staff, you know, waiting in a boat at every corner um, and making sure that, you know, if something does happen that they'll be there in two seconds. That's where I'm a little like, oh God, like are they going to do all the off-season training or are they just going to at least let these guys show up and just go ham? And yeah, and you can't have that, you know, because yeah, you knock can't. on wood. There was never a fatal. Uh, and that's who, why I'm, you kind of see where I'm going with it. Like, right. it's like exciting that's coming back. But like, you know, all these guys that are racing, they're diehard competitors. Like they don't give a shit. They want to win. No, they'll push and, it. They'll go. And they did they, that in Red Bull. And then Red Bull was like, oh, wait a second. We got to we got to put some restrictions on you guys because that's how it yeah. happened. Like they were like, oh, this will be fun. Not not like that, but like. You know, these they didn't realize how competitive these guys were. And then all of a sudden, like as the years were progressive progressing, like they're just tuning these motors to like some stupid amount of like RPM it involved into like basically F one. You had the teams with the most money yeah. and and, and technology people were bringing in um you know, aerodynamic guys and yeah. um and that's why they took the year break. And, they were like, Well, yeah, they did they did that CG like, stand down, like we gotta we gotta hold on we gotta pump the brakes and put some put some constraints on here but yeah i mean yeah people were doing legit you know secretive aerodynamic mods and and these programs that um i don't think were ever expected when, yeah when and Red even Bull so even when they put the restrictions on they still pushed it sure and because what so are now rules right that's, they're just a metric to to work around you know everybody can yeah, find exactly. a work around to a rule and they did trust me oh, and yeah. You know, it's even whatever, but like, that's, that's where I'm like, cause I know a couple of the guys and not that, you know, that, that are, that are involved. And I just don't want to see anybody get hurt is what I'm getting at. And yeah, I worry about that um, too with another organization. Cause Red Bull did take yeah. it, you know, and I'm sure people that are in the know could, would maybe beg to differ. Cause it's always like, you know, when you're in it, I, I've, I've flown for really safe organizations that once I get in there, I'm like, Oh, it's not, it's not really like I thought it was. I kind of like to me, I'm not I'm not worried about Goulian because Goulian is, you know, he's the epitome of a professional and knows his limits. And, you know, he's an incredible pilot. But like that's something that like I think he is, you know, the best at is is structure and professionalism. Yeah. And he never I don't think he's he never I, I could be wrong, but yeah. And he yeah. So it's just some of the other guys and I'm not going to mention it, but mention them, but I'm, I don't want to see anything happen because it's just, it's not worth it. No, it's just a shame, you know? Um, but so would I like it to come back and like be a fan? Totally. Do I hope that there's like the same rules a hundred percent? And if there's not, yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it to be honest with you. Cause it's just, no, it's it has to be done for, right. Especially like yeah. for, for, for us, you know, for pilots, like you watch it and if, if it looks reckless, you know, it, it's certainly not going to be what we want. Like, I don't want to watch reckless. I remember because there were times I mean, like, remember when they were doing it in Arizona 
Um, oh there's like a couple years. Steve like Jones that, blacked out. Steve Jones freaking smacked. Uh, he, dude, he's so fucking lucky. He blacked out. Yep. It's fuck. It's like crashes airplane. Shit. Um, so lucky. I don't think he raced. Had I don't that, think he raced yeah. ever again. Did he? I don't know. I don't um, know if he raced he the, the, the season. Fall, yeah, he may have finished the season, but I don't know that he raced the following year. Do you ever see the video of Paul Bonham when he hits the he hit a pylon and it wrapped the wing and it killed all the lift in one wing and rolled him inverted and he was smart yes. enough to push up? Yes. That to me is like that guy doing that. I, I haven't thought about that in years, but what he did there is probably the most incredible thing I've seen done in an airplane. No, and and you know what? You get that wrong, you're done. Like that that's one of those where if you, what if you he made, did. Yes, exactly. Um, like, huge. oh, my whole, like, I mean, I don't think enough credit goes. Maybe he just doesn't want the publicity of it because it's a fucking horrific. He's thing. a hell of a pilot. But, oh, my God. The guy's just smooth. He's I like, was in um, I was in San Diego the year that Hannes Arch, uh, rest his soul, hit a seagull. <laughs> he hit a fucking oh, seagull. Oh, I remember that. It went through the prop, right? It went through the tail, either the wing, it went through the wing or the tail. Like it went, it really fucked up the airplane. I have to <laughs> look it up shit. again. Um, but yeah, you know, some it of is. these hits, like, and that Paul Bonham's pylon hit was a bad one. There's been some pretty bad pylon hits. And there, you know what? Honestly, though, they're at least not televised. I don't remember like a real bad pylon. Like they could have been worse. Like imagine, imagine taking a pylon through the prop. I don't you know, think like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. Like that's a fucking, like, can you imagine like, you know, hats off to these, these guys who did the air race that we've spoken to and that, or, you know, we know and just know of, but can you imagine like, if I was like, Hey Mark, I got a pylon set up, go run your wing through it. No, you would probably think at least four times and then be like, no, thanks. <laughs> Not for Seriously. Me. Cause like Bessonier, <laughs> Bessonier, Peter Bessonier right? basically invented this shit. That had to be yeah. at some point somebody did that. I'm like, hey man, let's uh, let's hit this pylon. <laughs> let's hit this pylon. <laughs> let's like, like fucking hit this fucking, pylon. That's that's fucking crazy. Like, good for you who's ever out there and 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 done it and doing it. Like, I don't know if I'd want to. I mean, it's like you're <laughs> goes against everything you've ever been taught. Yeah. Well, when you think about how these airplanes are set up, too, like. Um, they're probably better. They're probably better suited to, um, take a pylon hit in terms of like, I, well, I could be completely corrected on this, but I would, my initial thought was that they're probably more stable in, in some ways set up more stable than like an aerobatic version of itself. Right. Like, you know, the edge 540 in, in race configuration is probably set up a little bit better, uh, control wise, um, from a stability standpoint than like the unstable nature that you'd want for like unlimited aerobatics. So maybe a pylon hit would be better. I don't know. I mean, I wonder that, you know, like would, would you have more control because you know, maybe your stick, like you wouldn't get, you know, maybe the aileron isn't uh, as sensitive, you know? So like your stick forces are a little heavier and roll. To, yeah. You want to maintain I mean, I would assume that they control. made, they made the breakout like really tough just so it wasn't, you know, any drag, any, yeah. you know, any little twitch wasn't hurting them. But yeah, it's just fucking like badass. I my gut's telling me that it's not going to come back. I mean, just the the amount of money it takes. It probably won't. And yeah, I think it'd be cool. I think they did it in 
Something Fun or Air Venture one year, Galeen and Chambliss did like a mock up, which I thought was really cool. That's cool. Um, and I think it'd be cool to do that like at Air Venture. These guys could get the or, license to do that. There's, there's, yeah, and just that's easily to, they could do and that. And like, you know what? Like, who gives a shit? Like, just talking to Hangar, be like, you know what? Today you're going to win. Like, you, you like the jet race, yeah. the jet truck race. Like, anybody who believes that the fucking jet truck actually wins, like, God bless you. Okay, so, <laughs> and your porcelain. Remember that air show routine that I, I was going to talk shit about, but I wasn't going to name it. Yeah. I'll name it. I'll name it now. Go for it. I'm ready to name it. Maybe. What does it rhyme with? Can you rhyme it? So. The, <laughs> it was a, a pits S2C and a pits S2B. Um, this did, the, by the way, the, this was a kind of a regional act. I, I, um, they were both yeah, solo. It's acts. not ringing any bells. Not ringing bells. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yep. All right, keep going. Give is me it a green. Cr- is one of them green? Yes. Was one of them green? Okay, good. Yes. Okay. Green and white. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, the other one was black like and red. One green S2C out there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 he's he's since passed. You know, rest his soul too. Died of old age, but I think. Um, but natu- he's like t- natural. He's with color. Todd. He's yeah. hanging out with Todd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the, you know, it was so cheesy. I mean, I and I get it. It didn't appeal to. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. It was for the spectator, right? Because you're, like, you're an expert. Well, oh, definitely not. But <laughs> I'm a pilot. I'm. A, I know enough to know. But it's so true. Like it's. It's like any of these acts. Like this is not a real race. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So Kirby's. Like, Kirby's gonna race the jet car. Okay. Cool. Let's see who wins. Gee. You know. Um. But yeah. like. It's just stuff like that. Why is he coming know? in so slow? So like, yeah. So like due to pylon racing and like, you know, hypothetically, if it's schooling and, and uh Chandler's like, you know, before be like, all right, today you're going to win tomorrow. I'm going to win. All right, cool. Like, obviously yeah. we don't need to push it because nobody even knows what the hell they're looking at anyway. They just want to see two airplanes racing through pylons. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. You know, I agree. That's we're idea people. We need to get on the board of something. We we should be taking like over a, a lot of things soon. What's that line from like the other guys? I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> Classic movie. You never do a desk pop? What's a desk pop? It's when you fire your gun at your desk. <laughs> Apartment pop. Oh god. But yeah, we gotta get on the board. That's what we gotta do. I think there might be a vacancy. Well, we kind of like step. Step we're taking applications we're or, or we're taking yeah exactly <laughs> we're taking um we're taking requests guys if you know of uh some high level board that you know we can kind of just slide on in like um, cool shit yeah yeah hello lady <laughs> hello my lady <laughs> what else we got dude are oh, we man. are we are we are we ready to wrap this thing up or we got anything to talk about anything else to talk about well we always got shit to talk about but i'm yeah. uh I got to plow tomorrow. We're getting eight inches and you know, you know the deal. I'm miserable. You know, I hope this podcast gets a little more positive in spring when I'm happier, but I get, maybe I have seasonal depression. Dude. Uh, what's it called? Um, sad seasonal effectiveness disorder. It's a, it's absolutely a real thing. Oh, I have it then. Yeah. No, it's a hundred percent a real thing. I think once you start riding this Peloton more too, you're going to feel, dude, I I'm telling you, when I started riding that thing regularly, I had never felt, I, I felt phenomenal. Yeah. And when I so don't actually, ride, I gotta hit. Ooh, I feel like shit mentally yeah. and physically, no. but like I start getting like bummed out. 
Um, I think it'll be a good, you know, while it's snowing and you can't do a whole lot, dude, ride that, ride the indoor bike. Yeah. And I'm going to message, uh, Philip. I think, uh, I think it's time for a little Steiny. Yes. Let's get the Stein back on. Yeah. I'm ready. That's what I'm talking about. I'm ready. Steinbach. And then, um, I think, um, I think enough time will pass, you know, cause Chapman really called out Gooley and then Gooley is probably pacing around. In a serious anger right now. Smoking a cigarette. Pissed. Fucking pissed. You know? And, uh, honey, warm up the car. (laughs) Warm up the fucking car. Going to Pennsylvania. (laughs) Kick Chapman's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him I'll meet him at the bar. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. We're going to get Mikey G on. I'm so excited. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, my ultimate fan, you know, total fanboy, I would love to get Kermit. Kermit weeks on and just talk about conference. Let's get him on. I'll make it happen. Yeah. I'll email. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Send him a request. Yeah. I'll send him an email. <laughs> I'll send, I'll send him a Facebook message. I will actually, I'll, uh, I'll do that. Um, when we get off here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fuck it. Worst he can say is no. Just like that one person did. Who's going to get canceled now. Yeah. Total cancel culture. Done. And by the way, I'm just going to call it out. I feel like if people don't want to come on and then all of a sudden we get popular and they're like, you know, I thought about it and, you know, I will come on a show. Like, what what do you think the best response would be to that? You got to pay a thousand bucks. No. You got to sponsor the show. It's a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. And then then they'll say no. And then about nine months later, be like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'll sponsor. Now it's five thousand. Yeah. Five (laughs) thousand. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, it goes it Sorry. goes up with interest every day. Yeah, we can blame Mitch. I mean, Mitch knows. Mitch he establishes the rates. He's it's the not, one making not, us do this. Yeah, it's we not me. We don't want to be not this me. way. No, I don't want to be that guy. I. It's just rules are rules. This rules is not Nam. That's it. There are That's rules. Everything the big rules of this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, love that movie. Smoky Market Zero. I love that movie. Yeah, shout out to Matt Chapman, amazing, amazing guest. Even Sammy Mason got a lot of good feedback from those from that guy. Yeah, Um, and thanks. Yeah, thanks to everybody that's been sending us, um, uh, you know, messages on Facebook, emails, um, text messages. Like we actually use it. We actually means a lot. No, absolutely. Um, we really appreciate the positive feedback and the kudos, but also like any any suggestions. You know, anything you guys want to hear us talk about. A guest you want us to have on, uh, questions that you want us to ask a guest that you want us to have on, like whatever it is, you know, shoot us a message. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks and for all email the likes on Bonehead Facebook. Composites. Email Bonehead yes. Composites and tell them to send a visor to Mark and Jeff for free. Yeah. That's, and and, and, and we we'll need. talk about it and we'll sponsor the show. I'll do a read for Bonehead. Happy to do it. And uh, we'll talk about the visor. Yeah. Or otherwise um, it's cancel culture. Otherwise they're, they're done. They're done. <laughs> They're dead to us. They'll never done. exist. And then, uh, let's see I'm here. Done. What else we got? You want to um, do a lift plug? Do a lift plug. Why not? They're good. Oh, well, um, I, it. so I, ha- um, I have a helmet with their new comms being built. So, uh, um, oh, they're sending it out to you. Yeah. So I'm super excited uh, to get that. I'm, I'm going to, re- I'll fly it with it and then I'll, uh, I'll do a review and, um, probably make a video and talk about it. I hope so. Oh, you're the man. The Yo, when are you going to bring me into this, this lift, this lift game? I'll hook you up. 
Naomi won't nah, send you a visor, I'm, dude. I can get you. I'll get you a helmet. Nah, that's your bag. I love Lyft though. I actually, I got to be honest with you. It, they just the shoes didn't work for me, but it's just because I have a stupid genetic foot that I can't help. Um, <laughs> and I think that they're really good. I do use their kneeboard. Great kneeboard. Um, they're they, aerobatic. They are sending me the kneeboard. I'm super Great. excited, dude. You're gonna love it. I have both of their cloth helmets. I just don't use cloth helmets anymore, so I actually gave one away. Um, yeah. But really good quality. I recommend that if you like the cloth helmets. And um, what else they got? And I, I don't have the helmet, but you know what? I, I yeah, I don't want to take away from you. That's not. Right. You're not, it's not taken away from me. Nah, it's not. It's not taken away from me. Uh, we can. Let me see what I can do. Let me talk uh, to you, the guys at Lyft and and see if we can make something happen. Make it happen a little bit. At least try it. At least get you something that you can try to see. I'd love to try and see if it fit in that, if it fit in the airplane. Yeah. Because right, I'm gonna work on this. I got homework to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, work on this, dude. Are we gonna ride the Peloton together? Fuck yeah, we're gonna ride. We'll the set Peloton. up a ride. Maybe we'll Some do an episode of us woods? riding together on on the Peloton. Just breathing super heavy with our shirts off. Yeah, it'll be like your interview with Rob Holland. (laughs) 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 I love it. (laughs) So bad. Yeah, man. You got anything else? You good? Um, Flycoolshit.com. If you guys want to donate, there's a donate button. We'd appreciate that. Um, We're going to work on maybe some swag. Since we talk all this shit about swag, we need to get our own swag. I'm thinking keychain. Who doesn't like a good keychain? A nice solid keychain. Yeah, donations would help with that. Suggestions, shoot us an email. Flycoolshit at gmail.com. Oh, and let us know what what you think of the uh, intro. Yeah, new intro. Let us know what you think. Um, If it needs to be Jeff's beautiful wife and and her sexy OnlyFans voice. You're not supposed to tell this to my wife. (laughs) Am I not? It's not his wife. (laughs) No, it's definitely not my wife. Definitely not. Um, oh, but yeah, let God. us know what you think of the new intro. Um, tell tell <laughs> Jeff that he needs to tell that person who's not his wife to make an outro because we need yeah. an outro. Wait, your wife should do the outro. Ooh. Oh, that'd be funny. That's a good idea. That's not a. Why don't, don't they do it? You know what? Maybe um, I got an idea and everybody's going to, we're going to lose. We're definitely losing fucking listeners, but who gives a shit? <laughs> we'll just use the one that I sent you for now but they should team up i know everybody out there is thinking sexually that's not what i'm talking about um go on i mean i was kind of thinking about you yeah just a slight knocking in the background um (laughs) (laughs) and do it do uh together yeah it'd be fun you know it'd be fun yeah you know let the wife let the wives meet yeah maybe have like a a zoom dinner (laughs) a zoom dinner make an outro yeah yeah, you know. I'm game. I'll be <laughs> fucking losing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired. Go go get some sleep and uh, get your ass ready to go plow eight inches. You're going to plow eight inches tomorrow. And it's not even do snowing. Some yeah. Do some plowing right now. <laughs> <laughs> go, go plow, my friend. Episode 20. What is this? 22? 23. 23. Dude. MJ. 23. Michael Jordy. Michael Jordy. Yeah. Episode 23 in the baggie. All right, brother. Till next time, huh? Catch you later, man. Later.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. 